The giant angry beaver prepares for its big damn birthday by crunching prices to the lowest point of the season. Amazing. Just like saving on favorites when you head online or hit the Duluth Trading Store. Y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> I heard somebody say, John, where you been at? I said, you ain't been paying attention to the game? My DNA's everywhere. So, please remind these niggas. Kiss more, careless. Bad chest tattoos. Big chain fat jewels. Coupon shack shoes. That dude, bad news. Yeah. Black heart, black tool. Crack on that spot. I know some of y'all see the name of this and like, what the fuck is going on tonight? Well, it's a lot of shit going on. It's going on. You now tune in live to see us in another podcast. I'm your host, Ben Ready. Joined by my beautiful, 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 still in the States. I don't know about that. Yes, AC. I don't know about that. Oh, my yes, God. What's happening? And then we got. Uh-oh. I need no introduction. This is the pickle, nickel. Live in the flesh, I'm ladies gonna, and I'm gentlemen. Ju- I'm just gonna stop. I'm just gonna stop the music uh abruptly. Uh <laughs> some of y'all may re- if you if you've been following the show, some of you may remember uh this guy, he's um he he, he quite a character. He caught he used to call in a lot and had a, a lot of uh a lot. He had a lot of shit to say, you know. Uh, being at one point being a, a, a rude guy, and 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 why all white being rude was getting some points across. So uh, we have in here tonight, pause, Mister Pickles. What's up? What's up? Is the pickle? What's up? Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? Damn right. Hmm. <laughs> Um and uh yeah we we don't trip off of the name we we I don't I don't have a uh a mega hat uh, one of y'all own the mega hat hell no okay nobody owns the mega hat um no it's a no and this is episode thirty one it took forever to get over this hump AC how how was your week this week was it all right was it <sighs> It it was a good week. It was productive. Mm-hmm. I'm motherfucking tired though. Oh yeah, I'm tired. I'm working seven days straight this week, so I'm not I'm not getting no weekend off this week. Uh, man, how how about you, Biggle? How was your how was your, man, your week? Always tired, man. Always working. Always working. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you know, uh, before the show start, I always got to talk. Uh, with my little small talk and um. With everything going on, uh, a lot of people are siding with with the, with the with this Kanye stuff and uh, against Kanye some for him. And a lot of people are being uh, what would you call it? Would you call them sheep? Like following? They they follow whatever they feel is like the majority of what people say, of right? Course, yeah. So somehow I'm gonna tie changes good into this. I I got a story I talked to my boy about uh recently when i was in palmdale living in palmdale i was in the eighth and ninth grade out there and uh i had i had a close homie out there by the name of antoine antoine's my road dog and back then i was kind of 
I, I was kind of, I was kind of bad back then. And, and me and him, me and, uh, my boy, no good. I ain't gonna put his government out there. My boy, no good. We was, we was talking and he was telling me how, how savage I used to be when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Now my boy, Antoine, that was like my dog, like the nigga can do no wrong. Right. So, uh, one day we went to these apartments in Palmdale. I'm not going to say the name. We used to hang out in these apartments and we went to this chick house and we, we actually pulled a kick though. Those don't know what a kick door is. It's when you run up in the house and you rob and take whatever's in there and whoever's in there. So we go in there. My boy got this. My boy had a strap. Didn't know he had the strap. He had a strap. Now, mind you, we 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. This is, this is, you're not supposed to be doing this type of stuff at this age. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're not supposed to be doing that at any age. That this is very true. And the cra- the crazy part, the reason why I was moved out there was because to get away from this stuff. And also because like I said before, my uncle, I, I said that all white people was racist when I was like 12. So my uncle took me out there mm-hmm. to the, to live amongst white people to show you that all white people wasn't racist. So it was supposed to be the change of everything. So we out there, we go up in there, we tearing that shit up. Now, the crazy part is we we knew this girl. We knew her. Whoa. And and this how stupid this how stupid we were because we knew her and my life could have been messed up from from that day on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or or maybe I would have been, I'd have been tried as a, as a child or I, I don't know, as a kid, whatever. But we go up in there. He got the girl in there at gunpoint. He got the girl in there at gunpoint. So I'm like, yo, you, you wildin'. I, I'm out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, I, I grab my stuff and I'm out. The other nigga that was with us, he, he, he got his, he got what he came for and got out. Now with the crazy part of what I didn't know, and this is what messed me up is that later find out this nigga had her at gunpoint and forced her to give him fellatio oh. after we, we left already. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, that's nuts for a four, a 14 year old. We 14 and 13. We, um, I was in the ninth. I think, yeah, I was in the ninth grade. And Antoine, man, he, you know, he, uh, he went on and the guy that I was talking about, he ended up, uh, robbing this dude with, with some homies, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, and we all was cool at one point, or I, I don't know what their situation was. Like I had two sets of friends, mm-hmm. just like I, all, I got multiple sets of friends. I had friends here, friends here, friends here. Right. So. Antoine was like the 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 uh the dark side friends like everybody kicked away with them we did the bad shit there then Bizzle as some some of y'all know is who is now a, a Christian rapper me him and no good then was my good friends so it wasn't no BS over here it was just all music hip hop over there it was BS but excuse me it's a trip how you know that that split of a moment of me being there of us being there everybody's lives could have been changed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, in, in, and this is, this is in 90, 98, 98. So what happened to the rapist? Nothing. 
nothing happened. Mm. Uh, she, as Melania said, no proof, no I mean, evidence. It could it could have been proof. <laughs> I mean, she, the, look, the girl the girl was a the the girl was a white girl. She was a white girl. So no matter it, white in Palmdale, and you tell somebody that it was going, he would have went to jail. Got the dog. She but they probably would have killed him out there. So um, it's just crazy how. He turned out like I knew he was bad, but the level he ended up being mm-hmm. was crazy. And I thank God that when when everything happened for a reason, right? So situation happened to where I was I ended up living with moms. Moms couldn't get no job out there, so she moved back to the city. So we left. And I and I say like if I would have still been out there, everything that would have went on and everything that all the corrupt shit he was doing, I'd probably been dead by now. Cause mm-hmm. That was my dog, like false and all, like we was just riding for each other. What like is that. he doing today? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been trying to get in contact with him. Uh, I hit up his cousin. She said she haven't talked to him. All I know is he out in Vegas somewhere. Or uh, that's what she told me. Now I was, I looked at my message. That was five years ago when I contacted her about about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But uh, interesting. And I, to tie that into, it's a trip. How how. You be you can be at a younger age and you get older and be a complete opposite. Yeah. Nowadays I'm not with no bullshit. Like I'm I'm, I'm trying. Well, I to be- wouldn't say all that. I heard a story about you, man. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. I don't nah, know relax, about you. I did a little research. I heard a story about you and uh, your cousin Jason and uh, another kid named Maurice stomping a grown ass nigga out in the uh, driveway, man. Mm. Yeah, back in what was that? Ninety nine. I mean, look, no, that was mm. like ninety six. I was still a young man. Yeah. And they, they were in junior high school. I heard a story about that. You know, I was I, mm. I was still young, but now we talking about now in the present. <laughs> I'm th- I'm 35 years old. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff that that happened back then. Like, you know, uh, he might this nigga said he might be in Nevada State Penitentiary. That's funny. Nigga, this nigga, this nigga, uh, Dolly with Aunt. Aunt. Okay, okay. This this nigga didn't change. This nigga on here. This nigga changed. <laughs> <laughs> changes his picture that's he funny he stay changing the picture what he looking like this week oh okay okay sir but yeah Shoot. man um i heard that had that lottie dotty beard you still got it do a lottie dotty beard yeah what's the lottie dot he With got Laden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he still got he got okay, the beard that's what's up man he still got the beard but yeah man it's a trip how i did a complete uh a 180 of how of how it used to be back then, and now I'm I'm trying to be super square. I ain't trying to hang out where niggas hanging out. I think I've done a 180 out. as well. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be none of that shit. I'm, I'm trying to do my podcast shit, <laughs> and I'm trying to uh, you know just make a, a honest dollar living, and that's it, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you got you got to. This nigga say I'm learning new things about my brother every day. That's a uh, uh, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, bro. I, I was I was a young savage, man. I'm telling you, like what? Junior high school, eighth grade. It's good how how time changed because people would never think that because of how I am now. You know, so I'm so different now. Like you wouldn't think that people, even people at work, people at work be like, "Oh, he ain't like that." I'm like, man, I'll fuck you up up in here, nigga. <laughs> but I'm cool. Like I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up my money. No, I catch you niggas outside of work, it, it'll go down. But you ain't fucking mm. no money. But change is good, everybody. Change is good if you don't believe mm. in change. Gotta, gotta evolve, man. You're gonna be somewhere strange. Mm, doing something strange <laughs> for some change. Man. If you don't change.
So, uh, AC, uh, I know we had a lot of talk about tonight. We had, uh, like I said, the Kanye West and Trump situation. Uh, we had a special yeah. caller, uh, call, uh, that was gonna call in. Um, I was supposed to let him know when, uh, when everything was going down. He told me to contact him when, when we was ready. So I'm trying to figure how to, uh, how to bring it in or you want to start with the other topic with the, uh, well, so this is, this is like kind of difficult for me because I don't want to spoil it for the people who might not have already seen it, but if it makes it any better, you're not necessarily missing anything from the standpoint of this being like an excellent movie, but, whatsoever. (laughs) but just for the sake of the conversation piece, um, you know, I, I hit up uh, Ben Ready earlier in the week or like during the weekend or whatever. I was on my Netflix and chill shit. And so I'm watching Tales from the Hood too. I didn't even know there was a Tales from the Hood too. So I'm like, oh, great. You know? And the, the funny thing about that is you, now we didn't, we didn't tell each other about watching it. Uh, <clears throat> I was talking to uh, one by the name of Lady A who, do, who does podcasting too. And uh, she was telling me like, Yo, I'm about to watch this with him and call it. You know, you should check it out too. I said, Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. And it's the crazy coincidence that you hit me up like, Yeah, you should watch. It. I'm like, Yo, I just finished watching it. But, but right. Yeah. And so then, like within like the first thirty minutes or so, I'm hitting him up and I'm like, Oh, like, um, you know, I could already tell that this is gonna have like some underlying messages in here. Like, we might have to talk about this. He like, nah, this shit kinda corny. I don't know about that shit. That shit was very like, very corny. I'm like, okay, well I'm a I'ma take some notes while I'm watching this or whatever and then when I get done I'm a I'ma shoot them to you. And so then when I shot them to you, you were like, oh damn, like yeah. I, I didn't even necessarily catch all that. Yeah. You you wrote shit to me like like a, a mad uh a mad girlfriend be texting a boyfriend. Like it was so much like that list was the longest fuck. Like <laughs> you, you was for real. Like you was in college taking notes and shit. Well, cause you know, aside from, you know, my ratchet side, I am a sociologist and an anthropologist. So I study human behavior and, um, <laughs> you know, I stuff like this intrigues me when I like see things that have to do with like race and like, you know, stuff like that. It, that's like my passion. So neither here nor there. We're talking about Tales from the Hood 2 on Netflix. Um, spoiler alert, we're going to be discussing some symbolism in the movie. So if you haven't seen it, um, oh fucking well, you're about to hear some shit about the movie. You might want to actually listen to this before you watch the movie anyway, because then it's going to open your eyes a little bit more while you're watching the movie. But um, so overall, we all know Tales from the Hood is basically, you know, the premise is, oh, okay, somebody's using some storyline to tell tales from the hood. And there's, even in the first one, there was, like, some racial stuff going on within yeah, with the, the police, stories, the police too. Right? Um, with all of them, like the little dolls and stuff. Remember the dolls was chasing, like, oh, yeah, the little every, guy yeah, in the first one? Yeah. And or then, the like, the last one where huh? they had... The yeah. 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 And then they had... um like the last one was it like Joe Tory who played that role when he was like on that machine or whatever and then they were like trying to mm-hmm. brainwash him so mm-hmm. it was kind of like that with this one too um and it was like broken down into like four stories but like the overall the main story was like the guy owned um 
like this company and he's basically trying to like use uh robots as a police force or whatever and so basically it's crazy the the main black character is telling the stories to use those as fuel for the robot to know basically who he should be targeting or who would be a threat to America. So it's kind of in line with the theme of what we're talking about tonight about making America great again. Yeah, and and when the, when the robot came out, it could autom- it automatically know who's doing what. So they was like, oh, it's some uh people with tickets. They got up and walked out. Mm-hmm. Uh, illegal people. Some people got up and walked out. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, did it get the sex offenders? I can't remember. Because the robot basically like was like, okay, the robot senses that there is, yeah. you know, someone in the room with like a level one crime or whatever. Please turn yourself in now, or I'll be forced to have to use. Yeah, um, I, I never seen the movie, but I can tell you about the whole concept of that, though. You know, you're you're the robot. You and your phone. Who's the robot? The general population. Hmm. Mm, go, go go into that Let's you know see. what I'm saying so think Real about quick. it right everybody's snitching on themselves they transfer all the information to their phones and stuff like that they post stuff online them doing stupid shit that's the same thing as the robot hmm. it's a general brainwasher they're programming you how to think how to police yourselves and turn yourselves in interesting see that that's a, another perspective that I wouldn't have necessarily thought of but mm. that's that's actually very interesting MK Ultra. You have to do some research on that project, okay? I'll try and project um, Mockingbird. Yep. Okay. Yep. This episode is getting cut off tonight. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're already getting uh, deep into this. I mean, and it makes sense because we see people posting shit all the time, yeah. telling on themselves, incriminating I, themselves. I got them pills. Yeah, because they're programmed to do that. So mm-hmm. what, what they're doing, they're using social media to program the masses. That's like a robot. So everybody think robot and Android, stuff like that. So, Basically, if you look at the human psyche, the human brain, it's like that. There, there's not too much difference between programming a robot. You just have to show them images and people, other people doing stuff, and we have a group mentality. You know what I'm talking about? So they're actually programming us to get ourselves in trouble. So that's that's the whole concept. I get I get that. I understand that. I'm going to go watch the movie for that. Though. Okay. Yeah. So that that's definitely interesting to me. Um and then I was thinking about, I don't know if you remember, like, when I had, we talked about it last week, that whole thing that came up in my training about the whole stereotypes around black men and all that. <laughs> and then I was thinking about, did you listen last week? No. Okay. So, basically, I was in an implicit bias training with... Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids. The cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me. And got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So, yeah. Not sure what I love more. Fall deals or fall weather. Select styles. 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. And now it's GEICO's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. 
Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. What well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is in 15 minutes Geico could save you 15% or more. I'm sure you probably participated in it at some point, right? On both sides, go ahead. Okay. And so the whole purpose of that is to try to do away with or maybe not do away with, but basically make people aware of the fact that we all have these implicit bias. And for those who don't know what implicit bias means, it just means that we all have backgrounds that we bring into life that are going to skew our view about other people. And even though we may not intend to, you know, have these biases or stereotypes or whatnot, it's, it's, almost inevitable that we will not have them because we all come from different backgrounds. And so tying that back into the movie, like he, the fact that the police, the robot police force is even fueled by these stories about black people and stuff kind of made me think about the whole implicit bias thing, because it's like, okay, if you're using these stories that someone else has fed to you as a way to perceive who's a threat, Mm-hmm. then it's like really your whole perception is based on isolated events and not reality about the fact that we're all individuals and you shouldn't just look at someone and immediately think, oh, they're a threat just based on them fitting a certain description or whatever the case may be. So it was just so many levels that came just out of that. But well, that's what the news is. That's what the news on social media is, right? Absolutely. So they take everybody's events and they program it into you. So you, when you watch that, your brain can't even interpret that from reality. Right. Right. Your subconscious. So you, they'll program it into you. So you'd be like, oh, you know, fuck that. All black people are this or all black people are that. But that's not actuality. You never had those experiences. But by your brain watching that and you're listening to that stuff, guess what? Your brain interprets that and it creates the bias. So I get what you're saying. That's good. Absolutely. I mean, I even think about like the. Shit is deep. Yeah, and we just, we barely a few minutes into this. Um, <laughs> no shots. This is just straight talk, no chaser right here. But, um, you know, and then, like, I think about, like, I think we discussed this way, way back, like, towards the beginning when I came about how these videos and stuff that get shared on a regular mm-hmm. basis and how, you know, we're thinking, oh, we just going to share it because it's some funny shit, but somebody in a whole nother country is looking at this and they seeing black women fighting each other or they seeing, you know, black men doing stupid shit or kids doing these dumbass challenges and shit. Mm-hmm. And now that's their perception about Correct. not just America, but black people in America. It's it's levels to that. But then, OK, so one of the stories, good golly or whatever, they had like this museum of negrosity or whatever. <laughs> um. And there's like this white girl and this black girl or whatever, which I thought it was really ironic that they had like the exact same hairstyle. I'm thinking like, okay, is there some symbolism here about the fact that like black women sometimes try to um, emulate the hairstyles of white women to be socially accepted? Body shaming. You know? And then there was like the whole (laughs) thing as far as like, um, you know, the white woman is just like talking about these little gollywog dolls and stuff. She's like, oh, you know, I just want one of these little dolls. Like, it just makes me feel comfortable, reminds me of my childhood and all this stuff like that. And so um, later on in the movie, like when they get themselves into some shit and then the gollywogs turn into a damn threat, you know, mm-hmm. 
the white woman uses like her sexuality basically to try to get herself out the situation and she ends up getting pregnant by one of the dolls and in the end she ends up giving birth to it. Oh, he smashed it? Yeah, he ended up fucking her. That's why I thought it was, that's why one of the reasons I thought thought it was, that's why I thought it was corny because it's a, it's a doll that came to life. a small ass dog turned into like this big ass. He like looked, he looked like an overbaked uh, gingerbread man. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> uh, he black a black gingerbread and man. And he banged her. Yeah. yeah. And well, had and had and she, her stomach. She got pregnant, and a bunch of little hymns came out. Right. So let me, let me get this straight. So basically, they they played into the all the black man wants to do is have sex with me kind of thing with the white girls, right? Okay, you can look at it from that perspective. But I actually looked at it from a different perspective. I looked at it about how white women sometimes use their sexuality as a tool against black men. Because it's like now all of a sudden you're like sexualizing yourself because you feel like you in a situation where you could use this to get out of the situation. Correct. And sometimes that may work out like where, okay, shit went cool, but sometimes that could go left because later on they're trying to act like, it wasn't consensual, and then next thing you know, that's a whole other situation, well, which that ended up coming up in another story, which we'll talk about. But also, they do that too with uh, just having kids. You know what I mean? So they'll they'll have a kid with you, or whatever, not work out. Now you got to pay them child support or whatever, and they make an out for that. You know, so that, absolutely. You know, it's, it's just you know, it's it's, it's it's all around gambit, man. You you got. <coughs> I'm not saying all white girls do that. Don't get me wrong, but you know, there's a lot of them out there. I've dealt with them like that. I could just say, what's up? Hey, how you doing? How you Good morning. You know what I'm saying? They're looking at me like I'm trying to get at them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't give two fucks about that. I'm not trying to fuck you. I can get girls all I want, but I'm just saying good morning, just being cordial. But their mind's been programmed so much where, oh, he's trying to get at me because I'm white and he's a black male. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I give that with that movie. It's just. I mean, and then it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier as far as like the implicit bias thing. He said, yeah. damn, now I'm glad I missed the movie. Nah, you still need to nah, see man, it. I missed that movie, man. You still need to see <laughs> it. Giant now, granted, it's, it's a crazy-ass movie, but that I was, still that think was the it's goofiest, worth watching. That was the goofiest part. They got the goofy bullshit out the way. Because he, cause even, the, even the OG one had a little little funny bullshit in yeah, there. Yeah, but they could have gotten some better than that shit, though, man. Well, that was the first one. Yeah, so, they, so they that got was the bullshit the out the way. They got, they got that out the way. They always jipping us, man. I, I was like, yo, because up until that point, it was cool. Like everything they were saying about how uh, the blacks were being misused and all that. Like everything was straight. Yeah, even like the part when like the black girl uh, ended up getting on the little, what you call it? The oh, thing yeah, that the, they used to hold on to when they got whipped or whatever. And yeah. she was talking to her friend's brother like, oh, you want me to like play like a black little slave girl? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, whip me. Like, oh, don't yeah, hurt me and all that. So it, it was interesting up until the big overbaked ginger red man popped exactly. up. With the Bojangle suit With on. the shits. Oh, he got he got he had the shits. No, he. I oh. said he was. <laughs> he was he was with the shits. Oh, okay, he, okay. He said, "Oh, you want to fuck? I'm gonna fuck." That's and what he said. Got pre- well, he didn't say it, but he did it. Oh, okay. I'm not seeing that shit, man. That's a waste of my life, man. So, and then, okay, the second story was called the medium, which this one didn't have a lot of depth to it. Basically, like the 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 dude like basically got into some white dude's body and like. But I just thought it was crazy how these black guys were trying to use a medium to get in contact with someone that they killed because they killed the dude before they found out that where the $5 million was that he had. Mm-hmm. And the medium that they were using was like some white guy. And so when they channeled the guy, he mm-hmm. basically took over the guy's body 
And long story short, he ended up killing all of them. And so, like, with that one, I'm like, okay, well, it made me think about the fact, like, sometimes black people, like, will seek knowledge and understanding from white people or white institutions, like religion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why. So what do you consider, like, white white religion? What would I consider white religion? Mm -hmm. Um, Christianity. That's not. I promise you it's not. Don't get me wrong. I believe in Jesus and I definitely believe in God, but I do know that Christianity has been used as a tool against black people for many years, particularly by Europeans. It's a Roman tactic. It started back when Rome, um, Rome used to conquer countries, right? And what they did, they said, well, you know, you have, you know, all, the, all these different countries and lands have their own gods and stuff like that. So you say, well, you can still worship your God, but they'll put Apollo over them or whatever, and you, they'll put that image on there. So you're actually worshiping the image of these people that conquered you. So pretty much what they'll do, they'll like, okay, well, we're going to conquer you. We're going to fucking kill everybody. The ones we can't kill, we're going to fuck them out of existence. And then your gods that you worship, we're going to make you, we're going to make them look like us to kind of make you docile. It's the same thing with Christianity. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the Hebrews back like 2,000 years ago, they look more like us than then. You know, you look at the pictures they play in Jesus and stuff like that. So, you know, basically, you know, you're dealing with um, a institutionalized racism, and it's not the religion. You know, if, okay, that's true. It, the religion itself may not necessarily be the problem, but I guess my thought was, why is it that us knowing that religion has been used as a tool to try yeah. to control us? Why is it that sometimes we still go to white institutions to seek knowledge? The black church, in my opinion, is a totally different institution than the white church, mm-hmm. even within the same sect of religion, like Christianity or okay, Catholicism. Yeah, right. yeah. So when people go to Joel Osteen for answers, mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Or if they go to, you know, th- that I guess that was like, uh-oh. We getting a call already? Yeah, we got a call. Who's that? We got a call. Seriously, not another podcast. Yo. What's going on? Boy, young Dolomite. What's happening? What's, What's happening? happening? What's happening, Dolomite? Hey, uh. What's going on with it, cuzzo? Not much, man. Good to hear from you. Hey, now, uh, we were sitting here talking about, um, Christianity. And me and you had a, me and you had a talk the other day about your beliefs. Uh, speak on how you feel about, uh, Christianity and, and what you were saying about about it. Uh, basically, my feeling is like this: you don't never really see a really powerful white person ever thanking Jesus for shit. Like you never hear of a a, a a white person that actually has real power that's a Christian. Them motherfuckers gave that shit to us. We thank Jesus for every fucking thing from the top to the bottom of the black community. But white people, the only rich white people that worship Jesus are pastors. Hmm. But no real white person with power, not Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, fucking, (laughs) you know, none of them motherfuckers. They never say, you know, thank God for the knowledge. None of that shit. They don't believe in that shit. They let us believe in that shit. You see, you understand too, man. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at a white authority. You know what I'm talking about? They never want to thank God for something when they when they portray themselves as gods. Mm. You know, yeah. what I mean? so it's a whole mentality that you know us. 
you know, when you look at the Bible, the people look like us. And a lot of us actually have Jewish genes, man. Yeah, because we the original Hebrews. Correct. I get that part. Yeah, so, you know, that's that's originally our religion and our sect, and it's been ripped from us and then re- reprocessed and given back to us. Mm. Yeah, as the slave religion. Because, like, I was telling B earlier, like, I believe in God. I believe we were created by something. But the, the form of religion that they gave us, I can't fuck with. Well, you, you, the, the thing is, you have to read, too. That's why they was chasing around Martin Luther. You know what I'm saying? When he started printing out the Bible. <clears throat> you know, like like I said, everything is rehashed and given back to you. Even our music is rehashed and given back to us. They pick our artists. They pick what's what's talent. They pick what's hot and what's not. Everything's taken from us and rehashed and given back to us with their image on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't blame the religion. You know, so like if you, you don't boil it down, the actual Christianity is our religion. They talk about us. But even though you're saying we can't blame the religion... The content comes from the religion. The whole basis of uh, Christianity and Catholicism is the Bible. And a lot of the scriptures in the Bible um, glorify slavery and submission to your master. Um, It minimizes uh, women's role in the family dynamic and basically, you know, makes it seem like if you're not submitting yourself or giving your money to a certain institution, then you're not. Well, you, you understand too, with the, the gender roles, you know, back then it was a little bit different now, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they play into the gender roles. It has to do with society and not actual, like, you know, you're less than a man. They're just saying, you know, this is a family structure. And I understand why they have family structures by then, because that's build a society, you know, and I get what you're saying, but, Catholicism is actually, and no, no disrespect to Catholics, that's actually paganism. It's actually what you call warmed over paganism. And see, I guess mm. my concern is that you and I and Dolly and Ben Reddy could make the distinction that times were different back then, so naturally certain things need to be held in a historical content. But do you realize how many people use exact quotes from the Bible to target groups of people, like homosexuals? Mm-hmm. Black people. Well, think about it, right? Yeah, but that, people, that goes all over the board. Motherfuckers yeah. pick their favorite part of the Bible but that's and they my live point. by that. Well, that's the, my point. The thing though. is, too, if you look at the Bible, it doesn't say for you to do anything to homosexuals. It doesn't say anything for you to treat them different. Actually, if you look at the Bible, their war was with God and not with people. They didn't say, well, you should do this to them. You should ostracize them. That's what the, uh, the, the Sodom, Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, right? it, has, it has to do with them and God. It has nothing to do with the people that actually believe in the Bible. But I guess that's my concern when it comes to stuff like this. You got to read it. No, I, yeah. I know the Bible very well. I've been yeah, in private say, school my whole life. When I was kicking it with y'all back in the day, I was super duper Christian man. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I know the Bible more than I even chose <laughs> to, you know. But, I mean, we don't have to get too deep into this. That was just one of the 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 things that came up in in line with the movie and so then the third one the date night this is the one that i want to hear ben ready specifically talk about wait 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 wait. because i know what's going on man wait 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 because for those who follow they know me and him got a little right you know this whole thing she and i I was was talking to to my boy my boy dolly about this like she she for some reason, she uh, t- 
tags rape and sexual mm-hmm. assault to me. I never, never. He condones rape. He said never. my niggas a, 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 a oh, right. rapist. He, he condones rape. Right. Wait, what is that from? Never, oh, never, never have I taken a piece of ass. Uh, but even earlier when we started the show and you just talked about your homie getting ahead at gunpoint. That was, and, I was and going. you just said it so casually like like this was just a part of the story. Like, bro, somebody got fucking raped. Like I said, I was going. I already know she was going on that. I seen her face when you said like, that. Bro, Look, I, what do you mean? I said like, that's that I was going. Part of the I said story. I found out later that that happened. I didn't know it happened there. Okay. I ran, got the shit, ran out the crib. The the other nigga that was there got out his shit. So nobody ran. did anything. What you mean nobody did anything? So you found out after I just found out recently as a grown man oh, okay. that that happened. Like right. as in a couple weeks ago that that happened. Shame on you, man. Yeah. I, I'm just joking. Man. I'm just joking but with you, man. That this was- is this is the point where it relates to the third <laughs> topic specifically, which Dolly you hear, so go on and chime in when you feel the need. That's but not your fault, the date I'm- night story is about these two women. They met these dudes online, dudes online flexing, acting like they movie producers or something like that. So they come to the mansion where the chicks live. They thinking they about to have a little lit session. No Mm. problem. They having a great time. The ladies is pouring drinks. Everybody is just vibing. Everything is great. So there's no reason at all why you would think that these niggas would have basically Bill Cosby they asses. And that's what ended up happening. They Bill Cosby, the bitches, and, like, they thought that they was about to sit there and take pictures of them while they were passed out and then basically take turns fucking them. But come to find out, they were uh, vampires. Because when they were looking at them in the camera, they were, like, not actually there, even though they could see them physically. Hold on, the females was vampires? The females were vampires. So they, they went there to be sexual predators, but they went there and they was actually prey. Let me, let me right. get this straight. So these niggas were so stupid that you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta drug some bitches that already yeah, want to fuck. And that's my point. And you took a picture and they ain't there and you didn't get it going. It was too yeah, late. Nigga, it was too to late already. Fuck out. But that's the, and I'll just put hands on her. Again, these stories are very frivolous on the surface, but there's topics within these stories. So one of my questions was, if a dude tries to Bill Cosby a bitch, even though they knew that there was a high probability that they were going to get the pussy anyway, is that still considered rape? And yeah. if, if not, yeah. then what is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, so we all agree that's if, right. If, Been if ready is not his head. That the bitch is trying to give you. It's still right. Uh, well, you know, I'm going to put it this way too. You know, I, I get both sides saying, but think about it, right? How many people, you know, take drugs and have sex? But that's the point. Is that rape? So Mm. this is this is my opinion about that as someone who has Amazon is offering sign on bonuses up to one thousand dollars. Plus, get up to twenty dollars an hour for select roles. The best part? We're hiring near you. So start now to take home something greater. New higher wages with a sign on bonus, a range of real benefits and career growth opportunities in a top rated workplace. So earn more. And see how great pay and sign-on bonuses can lead to a greater life for you. Go to Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Fall is a season of gathering that brings us together with warmth and color. 
So whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or a special event, celebrate your friends and family with a gorgeous bouquet from 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it easy to find your reason and brighten someone's day with exclusive offers and great values on bouquets and arrangements. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. As, you know, been under the influence in the past. Okay. When a person, why are we getting horns for that? She getting hot. Look at that, man. Why are we getting horns from that? Because he he doesn't even condone the turn up. And I say that, he's like, like, really, bro? A turn up is a turn up. Uh, I'm going to turn up. So if I knew, if if I voluntarily said, oh, I'm getting loaded tonight and I'm about to have a lit session, my state of consciousness is far higher then if someone threw something in my drink or crushed up a pill in a blunt, I thought I was smoking. And then I find out after the fact that I didn't got drugs. To- totally different. Yeah, totally you're, different you're not, you're not mentally, but, right. but it's not yeah. different because that's exactly what we're talking about. If that's a part, right. you ask if someone gets high and has sex, then what's the difference? Okay. If I knew that I was getting high, I was prepared for this high. I was waiting for the shit to kick in. All levels of consciousness are far higher than if someone takes it upon their self mm-hmm. to expose me to something that I wasn't prepared for. I That's the whole point. I wasn't prepared for it. So, like even, even if a bitch get too drunk at a party, I'm not going there. Nope. If you catch a bitch passed out on the couch at a party and you fuck her, you raped her. Yeah, pretty much. Right. Yeah. Because even if she had every intention to fuck you anyway, once she lost the ability to give you consent, it's like once yeah, she lost the ability right. to it's say right. no, that's right. Yeah, that, so yeah, you 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 stole free shit. You should have just waited for a motherfucker to tell you it was free before you. Took I would just store out the house. And so I think that this me. is yeah, like the too. the same argument that people were making with the whole Bill Cosby thing. I heard a lot of people saying like, "Oh, well, they came over there and they was." knew they was getting high or something like that. I think that's different. Though. Knowing that you were going to get high off of, say, some Coke, it's totally different from having some shit thrown in your drink that you wasn't expecting, and now that changed the whole game. I, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, right? He did that back in, what, 70s, 80s? Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm, I'm just going to be honest, okay? Be honest. If that fucking happened, lock him the fuck up, mm-hmm. all right? He but, admitted that that happened. Yeah, but you know, honestly, too. Um, yeah, yeah. He if might, he, he, if he said, "Yeah, I put drugs in people's drinks without them knowing," yeah. why is there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, oh, okay, so you you want to you want to get you want to go there? All right, let me tell you why. It's, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because Bill Cosby. Nah, and he's black. Ahead, no, I don't give two shakes. I don't even like the Cosby Cosby fucking show. Fuck that. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that shit out of there, man. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is this, right? <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to say is this. Back in the seventies and eighties, I'm I find it hard to believe a black man is gonna rape a succession of white women and fucking get away with it. That's how I feel. Why do you find that hard like to this, believe? If, if if they planned on, look, bitch, we finna take these pills and get loaded and fuck, then that's cool. Because my thing is like this: you know how a bitch will turn the story around, like, oh damn, mm-hmm. niggas over here passing out chicks. I got raped too. Okay, Dolly. Let me let me give you a different perspective. And I don't want to talk about Bill Cosby every week, but God damn it, this is a controversial topic. So let's say I thought that somebody took my pussy. Like, dang, 
I don't know how I ended up here. Hey, I, I know, I know, I, I know, I spent the night at the homegirl's house, but I don't remember how I ended up in the living room with my panties on the other side of the room. Like, what the fuck happened? Nobody really knows. Whatever. But let's say a month later, somebody's like, "Oh yeah, I was at the homegirl's house, and I woke up, and next thing you know, my panties was on the other side of the room." And then I'm like, "Damn, you know what?" This shit happened to me too, but I didn't know what happened. Common denominator, this nigga was at the house. Yep. So it could be a situation like that as well where like because your state of consciousness was already altered and your memory is a little sketchy, but you remember p- bits and pieces. So you may not feel confident enough to come forward like, oh, yeah, I was definitely raped. But then when you hear other people rehash something, it sounds very familiar to you. And then you're like, you know what? Damn. That shit happened to me, too. But, like, I didn't even really realize at the time that I got raped. But now that I'm hearing other people say that the same shit happened to them and he's the common denominator, now I know for sure I got raped. But to be honest, too. So you, it could be something like that. Yeah, it, it can be, right? Like, like, Let me bring up another aspect of that, right? Remember all the women that Trump supposedly assaulted? Mm-hmm. What happened to them? Well... I can't say. I can tell you. The moment he said, I'm going to sue each every one of you with f- fucking falsifying shit, they all fucking disappeared. That fucking yeah, scares see, me. Yeah, because he wasn't no check for them. Exactly. That fucking scares me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it like, was a loss for them. Exactly. You know, so they'll lose more money trying to get his ass because he has, you know, he's a billionaire, supposedly. What, what I'm saying is th- that's a dangerous slope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you got yeah. people come back like 30 years later. I, me too. I want mm-hmm. to check. Me too. I want to check, right? So maybe, yeah, you know what? He probably did it one or two times. I'm not even saying it. It might have did it all of them, but for for a black man to do that, I don't care if you're a celebrity or fucking not, back in the 70s and 80s, to white women from prominent families and stuff like that, and nothing was done, nothing was fucking said until now? I'm, yeah, I'm especially because my thing is like this. They said he was doing that shit late 60s, early 70s. He didn't have that fucking show in them days. Exactly. He was just a nigga from the funny movies with, uh, what was the nigga name? Um, I forgot the nigga name, but the smooth black brother from, from back in the day, he was like that nigga oh, sidekick uh, in movies. He wasn't uh, even C- big Sydney Portier. at the time. Sidney Portier. Yeah, Sidney Portier. So if he was raping these bitches back then, he'd have been locked up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not downplaying rape. Don't get me wrong. I can see AC's face over there. She's getting wrinkles. She wrinkles above her eyeballs. She's getting mad. You know what I'm saying? No, because (laughs) you would think the way I've been, you know, rehashing this rape issue that I've been raped and I never have. But it's just. It's a sore spot for you. I I guess I have an issue anytime someone takes something that doesn't belong to them, but particularly someone's body. And I I totally agree with that. And, you know. I know a lot of people, male, female, children who've been raped and had different reasons why they didn't come forward. So it disheartens me when I hear people say things like that's different, though. Well, the reason why it's not different to me is because people will always come up with different excuses why they think well, it look, couldn't see, be possible that someone did something no, when see, people like are this, getting raped by fucking pastors what, and shit what, like that. What we think got done. Mm-hmm. We trying to say that what we think possibly got done might not have got done no i know exactly what you're saying but that's no different from people who didn't want to believe that the pastor in the catholic church would be raping little boys Priest. Oh, no, because, I believe that shit. because you would think that someone in that position wouldn't want to jeopardize themselves or do something that they know they could get caught um logically but that's the point you can't try to to 
hey, apply logic to in a logical situation. Hey, hey, Dolly, we uh we about to uh, get another phone call in. Uh, appreciate you calling in and chopping it up with us. Hope you uh, continue to listen. Yeah, I'm on. All right, Dolly, it's for real, man. Um, so we we have uh, a Lavossi is trying to call in right now. Uh, That'd be perfect because it would be great to have him on during the very last um, subject related to this because this is the most controversial one. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get him. Uh, I'm trying to get him on on the on the line now. He's okay. upset. <laughs> oh, I'm not mad. You don't mad? It's just a, you said I'm very face. glad. You just, you just I, I'm a face. thinker. I'm You're always thinking. thinking. Really? Yes. Why? What else should I be doing? Not thinking? No, I'm just enjoying the the moment. I get I get oh, I, I get I get I gave him the wrong number. I put I put three two three well, instead of two one three. Like, so I don't I don't agree with rape, you know what I'm saying? I, I understand what you're saying. You know, like, but like I said, just I see a trend with mm-hmm. women, like, you know, he did this too and then he did this too. Like even with Terry Crews thing, you know, you no, know, this happened to me and it's like a trend, but I said we should be more cautious because there's a lot of people who are claiming stuff. That's not really true. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Here we go. Seriously, none of the podcast. Yo, what's popping, man? It's Voss here. From Grow the Heck Up. Voss. Hey, what's happening? What's good? It's a pickle. (laughs) Hey, what's happening? How you guys doing? All right, yourself? What's going on, man? Pretty good. Just touching base with you guys. I haven't had a chance to uh, hear and catch up, so you know I'm jumping in the middle. So, okay, you want to? So okay, well, right now um, we were discussing some symbolism in the sequel to Tales from the Hood, which is on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, oh, I haven't seen that movie in years. Wow. Well, this is actually a new. They made a uh, new one, part two. It's a sequel, Tales from the Hood two. Yeah. And so I'm glad that you called in right at the time that you did, because even though you haven't seen the movie, like this last story is the one that I was actually hoping to kind of get um, your opinion about, as well as uh, okay. Mr. Pickles. Um, okay. Yeah, well, if, if you don't know it, you know, you know me, I'm, it's been ready, ACN. We have a guest in here by the name of uh, Deal Pickle. Deal Pickle. He's going by the alias Deal Pickle. A good hey, what's pickle. Up, Mr. pickle, but um, <laughs> what's cracking, man? Hey, baby. But what? Okay, so let me just give you the the rundown of the story first and foremost, and then okay. and then we can apply the symbolism, and then we'll tie it into something else that I'll reveal later. So basically, the final story is called the sacrifice, and it has to do with this uh, black Republican in Mississippi. Okay. He has a white wife that is pregnant, okay? And he's basically endorsing a candidate whose name is William Cotton, which I think that's interesting. But he's endorsing this candidate who one of his main, like, campaign pieces is basically to try to close down some of the polls in predominantly black communities. Right. Okay? So the husband, which is the black Republican... Okay, is throwing this event at his house to as a fundraiser for this candidate. And so the candidate says um, and backstory, the wife has been having like these premonitions while she's pregnant of like a black boy who's, you know, 
in jeopardy of being killed and come to find out this is Emmett Till. But that's a whole nother story. So long story short, the, the white candidate says that this black man's house who's endorsing him, um, like basically, you know, just the fact that we're at this event shows like how much times have changed. Um, you know, you see that, you know, such and such is throwing this, uh, event at this beautiful plantation home and he has this white wife and, you know, there was a time when, you know, he would have been serving the party instead of hosting the party and Mm. (laughs) his whole, um, statement is let's take Mississippi back to its core values. (laughs) And it kind of like goes in theme with what we're talking about tonight about make America great again. So fast forward, what ended up happening is the wife like totally chipped the fuck out, runs out during the fundraiser. And she's like, don't you see him? He's right there. So she's seeing Emmett Till like live in the flesh, but nobody else sees him. And, um, long story short, the, the white people basically turn on this black guy you know, because then she totally flips and she's like, oh, basically like making she, it seem like he said, raped her. Yeah, she said he raped her and was keeping her uh, hostage. Right. Mm-hmm. That he raped her, even though which this is the part that's so delusional, too, because these people were just acknowledging a moment ago that, that he's married to her and all that. But just in that brief of a moment, their perception of reality is totally changed based on the fact that she says she's been raped by this man. And then they basically went and got their little version of the Ku Klux Klan and basically. The, yeah, the Ku Klux Klan was actually the police. Right. Out there. They end up being. Okay. Yeah, they end up being the police. So this is like social terrorism. Right. right. And so then the part that I guess was kind of deep for me, which I'll elaborate later as to why this is very relevant to me. So then now the black guy does see Emmett Till. And so now he's asking him for help. Like, you know, help me. Like, what should I do or whatever? And like Emmett, uh. Till, Emmett Till is like trying to tell him like, well, you know, I have it written down somewhere. Basically he was telling him like, we didn't die so that you could have freedom of choice. We died so that you could have freedom to do what's right. Because basically the black guy was saying like, oh, well he should be able to have freedom of choice or whatever. Like he shouldn't have to, you know, just do what, um, black people think he should do because he's black, like he's a Republican and this is what he believes in. I mean, look, let, let, let's. it's crazy for the fact that a black man is trying to get the black vote out of the, the predominantly black areas. Like, mm-hmm. that's nuts. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, that's nuts. But let's fast forward. So ultimately, the guy ends up dying. He basically decided he was going to be the sacrifice, you know, but based on him, like, you know, looking at Emmett Till and Emmett Till basically telling him, like, yeah, you need to do what's right. So he allowed himself to go on and be the sacrifice. But the message here for me, though, I found it very interesting in two ways, because him saying the whole thing like of him feeling like uh, he should have freedom of choice and Emmett Till having to tell him, like, we didn't die for you to have freedom of choice. We died for you to have the freedom to do what's right made me think about the whole Kanye situation because Kanye's whole thing is like, oh, well, I should have free thought and freedom of choice and all this stuff like that. And um, another thing that I thought was particularly uh, related to Kanye is the fact that, you know, delusional black men refuse to see reality and they still defend their oppressors and reject the black community. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when they want support from the black community, 
that's usually only when they've been neglected by the white community. And and you notice that Kanye, when he's having these rants and raves and shit, you never see Kim Kardashian by his side supporting him. Of course not. And I thought that it, there was some, like, um, some, you know, overlap there in that how this lady basically, like, turns on her husband, you know, publicly and you know now is when he wants to look to the black people like oh help me what should i do or looking to them for support when you didn't give a fuck about that before when you thought that you was here with these white folks uh talking about making mississippi great again and all this shit like that you know so voss i hear you i hear you laughing at certain things what's what's your thoughts and what's your take it's, it, it's just interesting. I guess we could, I guess we could jump in anywhere. Okay, so, so you, you felt like uh, like so, okay. Let's take Kanye. When you see Kanye out and about, you you feel like Kim Kardashian is not really standing behind him in that sense. Well, I'll be even more specific. I noticed that historically, white men have done some horrendous things. Yet the white women have been by their side through it all, even when they knew that they were raping black women and all type of shit. They still be there with you, their men. That that's like a that's like a general overall conjecture. Give me some examples. Like, give me an instance. I don't know na- where- particular names of slave owners and their wives, but I've seen oh, yeah. several documentations in which. There's been uh, Roots being one of them and 12 Years a Slave being one of them, which these are based on true stories where you see, you know, the dynamic of the slave owner, his wife, her knowing that he's fucking slaves. Right. So my point is, is that white women are standing or even you look at Melania Trump. She's standing by the fucking president knowing that he's totally fucking insane. What do you you expect her to but my point is, is that when you see black men with white women and sometimes they're put in not so comfortable mm-hmm. situations, it's very rare that I see a white woman publicly standing behind her black man. That's any woman. That might be some false equivalency there. Celebrities don't really move around with their spouse. And as a matter of fact, it seems like they're moving pretty strategically, I would say, even even with how. She was in the president's ear about president about um about prison reform first. Mm-hmm. So it seems like they they definitely seem to be on one accord in that regard. She was even the reason that got um I think that woman Alice Johnson released. Mm-hmm. And now Kanye's all talking about prison reform. I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't you're seem like- so you're saying let's let let's uh take a step back. So sure. uh you're saying that you haven't seen women publicly supporting did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. Fall is the season of gathering that brings us together with warmth and color. So whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or a special event, celebrate your friends and family with a gorgeous bouquet of roses from 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it easy to brighten someone's day with 24 multicolored roses for just $39.99. To get 24 multicolored roses for just $39.99, 
Visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Their husbands during times of crisis, because I definitely have, like, for example, no, I, I, I saw Camille by Bill Cosby I, during the trial. I even saw Kobe Bryant's Latina wife by his side when he was uh, convicted of rape with that Kansas situation. You, you, you that's programming? But I don't see Chloe, <laughs> you know, trying to come to the defense of Lamar. I don't see Kim trying to come to well, the she, defense well, she of was, she was by, Kanye. She was by oh, his no, bed. Oh, no, 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 you're, you're, you're unequivocally wrong. Like, Kim Kardashian threw shots at a couple of people that Kanye didn't even throw any shots at, as a matter of fact. She threw a couple of shots at people directly in May and April when people started saying Kanye was crazy for talking that MAGA stuff. She, 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 she rode. <laughs> she, she put, seemed to put her, her, put her reputation on the line. But Where? I, I, I think, I think I'm, I'm back on what my boy's saying right here, man. You know what I'm saying? You understand too, that's a gender role. You should be quietly backing him up or step by his side and stuff like that. Instead of being another leader and having a plan because it's harder to take down two than to take down one. I'm talking about just visibility but, even. I'm not even so, talking so, so, about okay, so, saying so give, anything. Give, give, me a, give me an example of where when a black man's in trouble, and I'm not saying that, I, I don't, I'm actually wondering how much of it is racial. I like, I like to uh, explore what's racial and what's cultural all the time. So I'm going to ask you, when T.I., did you see like Tiny out there riding or whatever? Like I, I, I just, no. I think what you're saying does seem to amount more to a gender role. Mm-hmm. When you have a huge celebrity, you say Kobe Bryant's wife there because either she got to be or she don't. She's she's the wife in question. That's infidelity. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to the issues you're talking about, even when you talk about Bill Clinton or whatever, all of these are like sexual accusations where the woman either got to be there or not. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of like, if she ain't there, that's a direct implication on his guilt. If mm-hmm. she's there, that's a direct I- implication mm-hmm. on his uh, support and forgiveness. Whereas if a dude get caught with guns or whatever, I mean, what's she going to do? You know what I'm saying? Be at the press conference? I don't know. I'm not sure <laughs> about that. going to be a J-Lo. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I appreciate the, the you know, the exchange because it is thought-provoking. But I guess for me, you know, I will admit, like, Kanye said, like, oh, we're family. We're family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this nigga's not my family, you know, um, nothing that he does, uh, makes me feel like we're family. And furthermore, yeah, he's, I, he's de- yeah, he's definitely not my family, but neither is nobody on this call unless I say so. Like, wh- like, I think that's real. a false idea too, that black people are always like, we are family. Meanwhile, we don't really cultivate family for real, for real, for real, culturally, like we're supposed to. Well, the problem is we not don't know even, what a family structure is anyway. Right. Why you think that is? We don't know what a family structure is for the most part, or even community structure. Why? Why do you think that is? Well, I'm gonna tell you, it's, it's, it has to be programming. I mean, we watch, and then I'm gonna tell you something. A concept It's called um, genetic engineering through pop culture. You're probably not gonna hear this. All right. So basically, basically, what they're gonna do, they're gonna put these people out here, right? So you got alpha males, prime females. All right. So you, if you notice, back in the '60s, '70s, '80s, even '90s, people had talent. All right. And there's a reason why people dress different in the 60s versus the 70s versus the 80s versus the 90s. It has to do with pop culture. It has to do with prime males, what they watch on TV, the same stuff we talked about earlier. Right. And no, I'm sorry, the alpha males and the prime females. So what, what they did, they re-engineered what we consider alpha males. That's where you get all the fucking mumble rap from. So now females are targeting motherfuckers that act like that. 
and we're breeding with them. We're breeding a generation of fucking idiots. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm being real. I see it. I see it in the wall. It's, a reason, it's one of the reasons why I'm not in the music industry. I'm, I'm being dead serious. It's one of the reasons why I left the music industry. And you know, I was doing stuff like that. I left it and walked away from it because I see where it was going. You know, we're, mm. we're they're engineering. And it's the same. It's the same thing. The reason why we don't understand what family structure or community structure is because all of our leaders, when you when you compare yourself to Darth Martin Luther King, when you compare yourself to like, oh, Pac is like the next King, Pac is like the next Malcolm X. That's bullshit. Right. Well, I, agree. I guess okay. So to elaborate on a conversation that me and uh, Lavasier were having on Facebook, one of the things oh, yeah. that he said that challenged my thought <laughs> was because we were somehow or another we ended up getting to this discussion of is my love for black people less or rather let me say it exactly how you said it is my hate for white people stronger than my love for black people and, mm. and, and i even let you off the hook i didn't even say hate for white people i didn't even want to implicate you i would even i would even let you off the hook with hate <laughs> you said hatred racism. of racism but we 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 know right. what we, that means you, you understand too this this is what this is what i want to run across it's not just white people don't get me wrong it's culturalism and that's that's the thing because it's not, you know, if you take a white baby, they're not going to be racist. That shit is taught. That's taught mm-hmm. culturally, right. right? Right. Yeah, so I can't say white people are genetically racist. I'm saying that in cultural in general, they're taught that they're superior. Well, I think the reason why we're using the word racism particularly because, like, the definition of racism is basically if someone has the power to oppress people essentially it doesn't necessarily no, that, 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 that's not a dictionary definition that's how some people define racism dictionary or sociological I think that's a very harmful definition well because I could go on YouTube right now and pull up Hebrew Israelites that have white people kissing their boots in obedience because mm-hmm. they're saying the black man is superior according to the first half of the Bible because they believe they Hebrew Israelites now and, and now, because of the oppressive dynamics, you got people out here to be like, "Yeah, that's bad, but it's not racist." I would rather say, personally, it's just me. I say racism is always equally evil; it's just not equally consequential. If you say you hate white people, you are denying them the individuality that you now want. You mm-hmm. say, "I don't care how many black people did you wrong; judge me as an individual." But white people, you don't get that individuality because of your ancestors. I'm going to deny you that. That's mm. not freedom. That's not equality. That's a bootleg equality that we've learned from white liberals mm-hmm. that you have the right to now attack and degrade oh. people who have, who seem to be in some position. Of privilege. My man right here. And it doesn't. And I don't think that advances equality. I think that's like, oh, until we equal, I get to oppress you a little bit. <laughs> and no one's ever equal. So, but, 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 but I hear you, though. Well, I guess the point that I was making, which what you said is definitely valid. But I guess the point that I was making, because we sometimes hear people say, oh, black people can't be racist. You could be prejudiced, but right, you can't be racist. Power, right. mm-hmm. And so based on what you said, if in that historical period, the Hebrews happened to be the people in positions of power, then it would apply that they would have been racist versus, you know, um, the other. If, if they were utilizing their power to systematically oppress a different group of people, then that is the the exact definition of racism. They're genophobic. Um, oh, 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 nah, that's Sociolo- the, the sociological that, uh, that, definition. That, yeah, that's a de- that's a definition of racism that um, some pro black people in the eighties and some white liberals adopted. 
It's mm-hmm. not one that I agree with, but it's one that I acknowledge as being socially acceptable. I think it's a bad definition on the record. Let me ask you something. Power to oppress. Everybody's mad at Kanye. Do you think the other rappers in hip-hop who control the narrative, do you think that they oppress women? Absolutely. Oh, 90% of them. Fuck them. <laughs> I'm not saying Right, that. right. So, right. So, 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 what makes Kanye's actions worse? And I'm saying worse by attention, okay? <laughs> if you if, if you get a cut on your finger and you have a bullet hole in your leg and you're attending to the cut on your finger and never say anything about the, the hole in your leg, I'm going to assume that where you're giving your attention is where you're prioritizing. Mm-hmm. So when I ask people, they never say, oh, misogyny is okay. But when Kanye ain't acting a fool, ain't nobody checking none of these dudes. Exactly. Ain't nobody saying this is disrespectful to the black woman. And, and, and everybody gives you the, see, this is where inferiority starts to take shape, in my opinion, to where people fight against white supremacy, but they really do believe they're inferior sometimes. All of these excuses we give to black billionaires and millionaires like they're poor little boys on the corner, mm-hmm. as if they're not morally intelligent enough to be like, yo, so look at this Kavanaugh stuff. I was watching that Kavanaugh meeting and just the level of expectation for the, even though we know it's all fake, everybody dirty, but the level of public expectation of respect for women in certain cultures, it's like, Oh my God. He said he had her in a three way. I'm like, homie, that's on hot 97 and power 105 right now. Unedited. Exactly. Why are the, why are the values so low for our community and culture but when you skip over, and then you got black women, you got Black Lives Matter women okay. marching with these guys like like Stop Kavanaugh, and I'm like, homie, you better go check Future or something like but that. Best, like, that I hope can I respond oh, to that? Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait! Don't, don't I want to respond to that. That's 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 that um that's that like what I like to call genetic engineering through pop culture. No, they put those people in place, talk and we me. follow. Talk, let me let me, me let me tell you why I think that's different. Fuck Future, and and talk I'm. Me. And I'm going to also tell you that, and I'm going to also say shout out to OG Izo because we also had a conversation where he was also saying, why is it that the same people who were kicking it with uh, Trump back in the day and shit are now of a sudden talking shit about him? Basically, he feels because, like they're, they're trying they're to... they're the same as him, and they, and they well, just don't like it when it's on a white man in power, but go on. I'm going to tell you what mm-hmm. I think it is. I think that the the standard an expectation on someone who is an elected official is higher than on a rapper. So for example, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, be, someone be who's oh, 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 only when it's only when they think he's racist. Cause exactly. when Bill Clinton smoked weed and get head, we celebrate him as a hero. Like, oh, like the degenerate. He's the first black president. Slavery. He's the first black president. Fuck people that said Come that. On now. We, 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 we say it's high. We say it's, we say it's a higher standard until it's some, cool ratchet stuff they'll be like yeah that ain't good a man exactly well i could definitely see where you're going with that i don't agree oh, you be- have to. i i don't agree <laughs> with that because i never glorified shit like that even though i was very young okay, when enough. clinton was in office fair enough. i never glorified that maybe the fact that he played the saxophone but all right, that weed right. smoking shit <laughs> right. no Wait, he, he also passed the but, law back then let me, let me tell you how like people gotta watch both sides like, I'm kind of glad Trump is in office. I'm going to tell you why. Because all the races came out. Everybody didn't give a fuck now. But, you know, they're doing all type of racist shit. Now, you know, I want to see that shit that's behind the veil because Democrats are real good at hiding shit. Mm. And the liberals are real good at hiding shit when they do a lot of racist shit. He actually passed a law 
um, Bill Clinton passed a law. If you actually got caught smoking weed in high school, you didn't get a scholarship. You didn't get financial aid. I and, didn't know he passed that law. Oh, yeah, he was, fuck he yeah. was smoking weed. Oh, fuck yeah. But they'll, they'll smile on your face. A lot of people don't even know why they even had the, even had the little weed cards, the medical marijuana. Mm-hmm. Like mm. people, people don't understand that. That's actually designed to take guns away from minorities. Because when you apply for a gun, you have to go through a background check, and that background check goes federal, and it goes to our government, which recognized marijuana as a class two, whatever type of drug, right? You get it, denied. It, it's still classified as one. Correct. It's still schedule one. On a schedule. There we go. It's still schedule one. And guess what? You get denied having a, a legal firearm. Hey, young Dola, young Dolomite, wow. young Dolomite in the message boards. He said, he said Trump is the first nigger president. Let's see, why, why yeah, you got to be a nigger? See, here's, see, here's, yo, here's what I would like. To, what, sis, what's your name? I forget. So remind me. AC. But can I just say one thing though before you say that because sure, I didn't get sure. to finish my I'm point. Sorry, go on, go on. People who kicked it with Trump when he was the, you know, the host of Celebrity Apprentice kicked it with him and, you know, thought he was a shit based on him being that individual. But when you put someone like that in a position to be the president of the United States, and now he's representing the best interests of the U.S. and supposedly people who don't even have the right to speak for themselves, that threshold is far higher than who he was when he was the host of Celebrity Apprentice. So in other words, if I kick it with Ben Reddy and that's my boy, you know, just off the rip, but now he becomes president, my expectations of him are far different now that he's president versus when he was just co-host or the host of Seriously Not Another Podcast. And I get what you're saying. So I don't think it's fair for people to say, oh, well, these people were kicking it with Trump then and now all of a sudden they want to act like, you know, whatever. I mean, when someone is putting energy out there about make America great again, the connotations of that are implying that he wants to take us back to the time where we were enslaved and where, you know, black people knew to stay in their place and all that. Those are just the implications, because if that's not, I want to know exactly what he means when he says make America great. I can tell you what he means. I can tell you you some possibilities, some of which are racist. But I can also tell you, and I, again, I'm not a Trump apologizer like I'm defending them, but I know black conservatives mm-hmm. that are like, re- I used to, I was, I was always taught these people were coons growing up. And then you realize like, oh, shoot, they just regular black people with different views. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this whole idea that we all got to think the same is, is very short memory we have because Malcolm and Martin did not agree. <laughs> and if you ask somebody which one of them was the coon or the sellout people, some people might say Martin because he was passive. But people might watch their mouth a little more, whereas today you can't think different. And the thinking is straight from white liberalism. It is not rooted in black thought. It's not rooted in black history as far as I can tell. So now let's take this standard thing. Um, in some sense, I got to respect that. Like my man, my buddy that I hang out with and drink on the weekends, like when he becomes president, I'd be like, dog, like I might see you different if you're doing wild stuff. So I think that's absolutely fair. But there's another side of that that says values are values and that a pimp is a pimp and a bad guy is a bad guy. And so maybe they're justified in not accepting Trump as the president because of what he does. But what does that say that Trump represents everything else that we are, that that these guys who lead our community are like they're like, tell, show me something that's in Trump that's not in hip hop culture predominantly this ain't back in the days where De La Soul and Coogee rap a little bit of positive, a little bit of gangster. This stuff is out of control. 
DMC said he he said he did more weed and drugs and alcohol than anybody. He said I never put it in my records because I had grown men, the hardest dudes ever, coming up to me like y'all went to college because you put it in a rap. That's freaking DMC. Mm-hmm. This whole this whole fake idea that our culture's not influential, like Jay Z didn't say, "Oh, I don't wear jerseys." The whole freaking culture, grown men took off their clothes and put on something different, and then we act like it's just music, but we pump this music to our little kids. Got them acting as niggerly as they want to be. Same shit I've been saying. So, so now, so now, my I guess my question is, why are these values okay though? Like at some point, I, I respect. Like yeah, you're right. Higher call for the higher office, but <laughs> like hip hop is Trump's worst moments every day. <laughs> like the worst thing you can hear Trump saying on tape. Hip hop says that every day on all our radio stations, pumped out to all our kids on the way to school, mm. every way turn. Why? Why is that okay? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, can I, I can I answer that real quick? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just wanna, I don't mm-hmm. want to cut you off. I just you know I I totally two hundred percent agree with that. But people understand too. When Trump was a billionaire, he wasn't president. Those are the same people that still fucking run the country. Mm-hmm. They hire lobbyists and stuff like that to pass laws that's going to benefit them. They didn't fucking change. You know, everybody is it's the same thing. It's the same values. The same what you call it. Now you become president. Now everybody know what his fucking values are. Now everybody wants to fucking hate him. Well, you got the same fucking rappers or the same fucking elite people. Because I used to run elite people. I used to work in a corporate office. I, I made more money than most people. And I used to work for Kiyosera. I used to work for Kiyosera Corporate. And, you know, I used to wear suits and stuff all day long. I used to run with elite people. I even married into elite family. Hmm. To be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? I, that, a while back. You know what I'm saying? So I understand the way these motherfuckers think. You know, it's, it's about alphalism. It's about dominance. They don't give two shits about race. They don't give two shits. They could fucking turn the profit off that shit. And it's the same people passing I, the I fucking agree. laws. Yo, and, and, and AC, please, I want to hear what you think, man. I, you know, I you mean, sure even just the last heard. statement he and, said, they don't give two shits about race. But by default, not caring about race and uh, participating in colonialism is still about race. I mean, when you dominate. We're still in colonialism. Exactly. That's my whole point. When you when you use your power as a white man to basically take over somebody else's shit, um, by default, it still becomes about race because those people that you just fucking colonized were underprivileged people of whatever nationality. But besides that point, I just want to get back to what he was saying with regards to the standard with the president versus. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. There's never been a better time to switch to Spectrum Mobile. You could save hundreds of dollars on your mobile bill. Plus, there are no added taxes, hidden fees, and no contracts, all on the most reliable service. Click to try the Spectrum Mobile Savings Calculator. In three easy steps, you'll see how much you could save with Spectrum Mobile. Visit SpectrumMobile.com save today. Spectrum Internet required. Savings may vary. Restrictions apply. Visit SpectrumMobile.com save for details rappers and i agree right not to say that rappers are by any means uh you know the most uh (laughs) 
honorable figures, you know, but I will <laughs> say that we all know that in life, we may have two sides. We have our corporate side and then we have our comfortable side. So in other words, when I go to work and I conduct myself as the, you know, administrative professional that I am, I'm not right. going to conduct myself in the same way that I would conduct myself as the ratchet girl at the Drake and Migos concert. And I'm the exact <laughs> yeah. same fucking person. Well, so right. the point is, is that when you know that you are in a certain position and you're expected to behave a certain way, the people who put you in that position are expecting you to do that versus when it's your own personal time, or even if your profession is to be comical, uh, you know, to be a stripper or whatever, if you're in a profession where your role is to put people in the comfort zone to be that off the clock person of, I don't have to put on this, uh, you know, professional role. Now I could be the person who want to take a shot, get a lap dance from a stripper, whatever the case right, may be. Right, I don't think right. that they're even equivalent. But I want that. They're person. not equivalent. Are you saying, are you saying that, so to be clear, if so you're saying, they're just being their off-the-clock person, and that's what they're paid to be? My point is is that rappers are basically a representation of what people choose to be at times when they don't have to have the same level of responsibility that they do in their regular day-to-day life. And you know what? And and if you know Ben Ready, then you probably heard of Bizzle, and you probably heard of a bunch of our friends who rap their real life. And they husbands and they fathers and they dads and they don't want to turn up and that's their real life and that's what they rap. See, it depends on what you believe, man. I believe that there's a parable in Jewish literature. It's in the Bible. Jesus said, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." Let me ask you guys something. Would you, would, if 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 a if a rap, if a white rapper rapped uh, white supremacist raps and he snuck up in he snuck them in his raps every once in a while. Would you guys still be comfortable listening to him? And if not, why? If a white rapper snuck little white supremacists, not even snuck them in, but every once in a while he would say something racist in like two two bars out of every two or three albums or something like that, would you guys still rock with him? I wouldn't rock with him, but I'm certain that there is a large group of people who probably would. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who would be like, I'm pretty, Yo, sure, yeah. that, I'm pretty sure that Just, happened already anyway. Right. Just like there's people who probably don't rock with some of the stuff that future tupac whoever is saying but there's several exactly. people that do right. but, but it's, entertainer. it's, it's entertainment and that's, that's my point you can't expect the entertainer to be held to the same standard as the fucking president of the united states it's like we're comparing well, no, apples no, see, to see, oranges it's, it's funny it's, it's funny that we say entertainer right now if 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 our culture wasn't so monolithic and one-sided i would give that more credibility more credence what you're saying but we know that our entertainment culture is a real life reflection of our culture in a different way. Music has always meant more to us in this country. Cause it has to we do with slavery. To get free weighed in the water yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It's always been deeper for us as black people in America. So we could throw the entertainment line out there, but we all know that credibility is, is important in rap and the idea, the expectation Mm-hmm. Is that you got to be like real. And I'm not, you know, these days you could be whatever and, and get past, but there's still a taint on your record. So even the assumption is a little bit different mm-hmm. about hip hop that it's supposed to be real. 
So I feel you that they entertainers, but these are not just entertainers to black people. These are the values so let of me our counter culture. that then, um, Lavassier. Let me counter that because sure. because everything you guys are saying is definitely merit based as well. But I guess my concern is that you guys fail to identify the role that colonialism, white supremacy, racism, people like Donald Trump have played in shaping the things that are being said by some of these rappers. Even the people who are oppressing women, they saw that shit when they saw slave owners fucking oppressing our women. And that's just been passed down traditionally when the black, the black family institution has been, fucking systematically broken up and now males are basically being pushed out of the home that shit has shaped how men have uh feelings towards women the whole uh thing of you know opportunities not always being given to certain type of black men and now they've created their own opportunities through the trap lifestyle now that's being uh a result of certain things that have occurred Mm -hmm. so my point is to say that it's very easy to point the finger at rappers and say oh y'all are talking about all this horrendous shit but we still fail to acknowledge that even this conversation that we're having has shaped that music and all they're doing is basically being the voice of certain people who have now become the product of all this shit AC, I love that. I got I got talks on my YouTube channel about eleven ways the government helped create the wealth gap. Like mm-hmm. I, how many five KK presidents, five KKK presidents, and you know what? Three of them were, I think, three were Republican and two were Democrats. So even when people be talking about which party was the most racist, I'd be like, it ain't never been good. So I'm hip to that. But there does come a point where, and again, I'm from the, I'm from the projects. When I talk to brothers about what broke up the family, most brothers tell me like the FBI, government, they the same thing you just said, right? If in 2018, you still saying that and you got a million or a billion and, and billions is like up there, like Yeezy's a billionaire, Jay pushing it, Diddy push it. Like it's, it's billionaires of hip hop. And so to still have that mindset, then, hey, you're entitled to that. But at this point, I can't say it's because white people did it. It's because because, you you, you know, because we glory in, our, in being our own man in this culture. So we can't have all of this. I'm a boss. I'm my own man. I do what I want. I think for myself. I don't follow nobody. That's for hoes and all of this kind of stuff. And then when we're having this, and then when we're having the social commentary is uh poor little gangbanging millionaire, the white man got your mind and you know what you are. You are inferior. Well, if if, if in 2018, if in 2018, you got a phone in your hand, you fly to Dubai, you're on jets and you still think this mentality is helpful. You choose not to read. You listen, people die so we can go to school. All you watch is world star video. (laughs) Like, look, if that's who you want to be in 2018 with all your money and all your culture, you're hanging out with all these people from different walks of life, black people, been, and this this what you still want to feed our people. But that's the point, though. That's the whole point is that do you realize that even shit like that, the ignorance that we're seeing today is still a product yeah. of well, well, the whole shit it, being well, fucked well, up well, from well, the well, beginning? Well, 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 then here's, well, then here's the thing, then. Then we got to cut white people some slack. Because if everything is a product of everything else and no one has the ability to see in the moment that the morale, see, but that's, we don't treat each other like that. You know why? When a black person do us wrong, and I don't, I don't know what all our ethnicities are, who's mixed or whatever, but when somebody we know does us wrong, we don't blame the circumstance of their lives. We don't say mm. because you're in a wheelchair, because you didn't have a father, because your mother. We may know that's the up. reason they messed up. But when somebody in our family on drugs steals something, we know it's the drugs, but we still mad as hell at them. 
And we fuck them up. And we still ex- and we still expect a certain level of responsibility and awareness for their morality. We don't treat people one on one like, oh, you a grown man, 35, 36, 37 years old, 40 years old, but you just don't know no better. We'd be like, uh, again. So, but when we have this social commentary, there's this rush to protect as if we don't know that these, listen, they're I culpable. would almost argue that it's the opposite. <laughs> but the, I see far more people within uh, black families defending behavior of their counterparts than what you just said. I see well, a lot of black women making excuses oh, no, for no, no, the no, black no, men in their families. No, no, I, I see a I, I, lot I got of. You, I got you. Let me clarify. Let me clarify. So, let me clarify to the outside. Absolutely. But I also think that that's the, what do you call it? The, the, the nigger, the, 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 the nigger, the slave master and the nigger, the pimp and the whole dynamic that you see at work in hip hop shows up in a lot of our other relationships. Mm-hmm. It's also one of the reasons why I think we yell at celebrities so much because we treat each other with an ownership type mentality. And, and it's not just black people. You find that in poverty. There's a guy named Alex to talk Phil. He did a study on mm-hmm. Appalachians, on, on some white folks, toothless dudes in the Appalachians or whatever, and found out that a lot of their habits that grew naturally into their culture um, mimicked a lot of the same marvel, that it mimicked a lot of the same behavior as African-Americans in the quote-unquote ghettos and whatnot. So some of this stuff is based on, just based on what it freaking cultivates. Sometimes I joke with people and be like, yo, you know, Aladdin was poor in the movie, right? They'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, what was he doing? Stealing. Look, <laughs> where there's oppression and poverty, you're going to have what those that are not in poverty call crime. But there's a difference from stealing just to eat and then glorying and being this thing. And our culture right now is teaching our young kids how to glory and being a low life, how to glory and not giving an F, mm-hmm. how to glory and not working hard. So, so, so we're at a different point from doing what we have to do. It's, it's again, like with the female rappers and, I, and I'm a, and I'm a wrap up and kind of let you guys give me some feedback, but even with the female rappers, they don't listen. I know they had, I know Cardi had to do what she felt she had to do. I can always respect that, but I've been discipling people for 10, 20 years as a regular guy in the ghetto. You know what I mean? And people look at people like me, maybe because I'm on my Twitter timeline as quote unquote attacking people, not understanding I'm defending lives in real life. Mm-hmm. And I don't got no million dollars to put out a message. I'm just working with kids in the ghetto after school or trying to raise my own daughters and, and give her game on what Cardi B is and what she's not. Mm-hmm. And I am speaking for those fatherless kids that we say, okay, uh, yeah, it's a product of white supremacy. Yeah, that's why the hell I'm out here being a daddy to a bunch of kids that I ain't father. Because these niggas won't. And they got millions of dollars, a bunch of influence, and they hang with Barack, and they hang with Michelle, and they hang with Oprah, and they hang with this one and that one, and they still sell pimp and pimp and pimp and murder, murder, sell drugs. Get the F out of here. <laughs> Get mm. out of here. Uh, yeah. Straight up. Nah. Wait, speak, that, the, the, speak on. You know, the, uh, people don't understand. There's a construct. You know, and I, you know, I'm going to say, they know we're a monolithic society. They know that from slavery, the reason why we transferred information, we taught information through song. And I carried on because we weren't allowed to read and write. They know this. And I talk to people who they know this. So to drive the prison complex, to drive the, the, the law enforcement, to create jobs and stuff like that, they have people out there set up to get you to think a certain way. Remember I told you, like, in the beginning, like, they say, well, that's the robot you want to program? Mm-hmm. That's the same shit. You're, you're the fucking robot. Like the, we are the robots. They're actually fucking programming by using these people they putting out there. 
you know, and it would, and, and brother, brother, even, even speaking of programming, I, t- I, when I, when I used to listen, a lot of the things that I'm saying, I will admit to you that when I used to hear people say it, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it. I would use words like sellout coon. Like mm-hmm. when people say not, not everything's about race, for instance. Mm-hmm. Right. So we know that there are white people who have a blind spot. Like, and it's, it's hard to define racism in the society because it was built on that kind of confusion. You got men here who are saying all men are creating equal while having a bunch of a group of human beings who's made in the image of God, just like everybody else being integrated as not men. Right. That's a foundation of confusion of value. And I think that, you know, Willie Lynch letter, I don't think it has corroboration, but I believe the principles are real. There's that meeting in the industry, that letter going around, that might have happened, but I can't cooperate the letters, anonymous, whatever. Principles are real if you've ever seen those letters about the conspiracy against hip-hop. It's like... I used to train guys all, act a certain way when I was in the, when I was in brother, the late 90s or 2000s. Brother, what you kicked to me about the music industry is not like it's a secret or something. Yeah, but, but right? I'm saying... It's but, like people, are, what, people, people just love... <laughs> you know, the Bible says I, in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. Yeah, but they, and you know what? While I acknowledge to my sister that Donald Trump is a different level of expectation because he sits in the seat of president, that's not what I've ever taught my household. Though he's the same dude. Like my standard is whatever standard I would want anybody who live of the highest caliber to be. Now I may fall short a bit myself, so I should judge humbly. But there is none of that. Like, oh yeah, I expect more from you than I expect from myself. Correct. No, there's no behavior. Like, Let I, me I, like ask I'm always you this, on my highest self. Let me ask or you trying this. to be. And our culture is just so we're listen, we're perpetuating things that are reproducing white supremacy mm-hmm. every day. And we've been and one of the biggest harmful things is not just what they what white people do to us, but what they did to us that's already programmed mm-hmm. all of our <laughs> listen, white the, the things we don't buy Man. Oh wow. I, I heard it coming. I heard it uh I heard it chopping up. Um, <clears throat> well, this was one of the questions I had, which I'm sad that he's gone and hopefully he's still listening. But one of the questions I have is why is it that, you know, I mean, I guess no one's failing to also identify the fact that the people who we're talking about in hip hop who are saying these horrendous things, which let's say it's 30 of them, that's 30 people in the whole world. I can't imagine that there's not other rappers who have relevant messages and stuff that they want to get out to the world, but they're not always the ones that get signed Mm -hmm. because the people in power who own the, um, the music industries want to push the messages of the bullshit. They don't want to give record deals to people who are trying to, well, they, 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 some that signed and even, even in, in today's time, you don't have to really be signed because you can do it independently, but they're out there, but they're frowned upon because their music is not quote unquote pop and they're not mm-hmm. in the club. They can't nobody dance to it. Can't nobody do this to it because don't nobody want to listen to a message. Everybody say all the time, like, oh, like I can't, I can't. Okay. For instance, uh, 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 uh Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly album. Mm-hmm. Dope album. Everybody's like, yo, I listen to it one time and then it's it. I Who said that? A lot, lot of people, people in the industry. I've never it, it, heard a lot of people say that. To that. They like it, it. Don't have no replay value because it, the beats are 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 not bumping. There ain't no eight oh eights going on. I've never you heard that. So, oh, oh, I've it, actually oh, heard definitely. the opposite. I, I hear people like constantly saying like they wish that there were more artists like Kendrick Lamar or 
J. Cole, people who are speaking something of relevance. But I'm not convinced that there's not more artists like that that exist. I just think that the music industry chooses to invest in the ones that are portraying the overall message that they want to get across. And that's and that's that's the thing. It's about elites. They they don't. It's about what elites. They don't give a fuck about what race you are. I'm gonna tell you why. Because I'm gonna gonna tell you the whole thing. If if you break it down, blacks was a cash crop. That's all we are to them. Mm -hmm. Now, if if there was Irish in the same place, Irish would be the fucking cash crop. Now you got Mexicans in the same place. They're the fucking cash crop. That's where everything is like bilingual. That's where everything is bilingual. You have to speak because it's a fucking cash crop. They don't give two shits what color or race you are. They what well, they give about. Answer. Hello. Seriously, not another podcast. <laughs> what did you been ready? What's going on? Listen, I've been listening to y'all, and it sounds <laughs> real choppy and real. Uh, not direct. Like, do y'all realize? I don't, what's the young lady on your show? What's her name? AC. Hi, AC. Look, this lady A, and I'm being ready, homegirl. So, listen. Here's the thing, right? Old dude that was on before, absolutely on point. There is a thing called being desensitized. A lot of the things that I hear you saying to me are your your typical Google. Let's just be honest, your typical Google shit. Like, it's, it's stuff we can Google and find out in its face. I don't feel like the opinions that are coming out are, are fact-based off of personal... Are you talking, talking to me, or...? I'm talking to her in regards to you. What's your name? I'm my, name's, my name is Pickle. Pickle. Mr. Pickle. Yeah, my name is Pickle. Mr. Mr. Oh, Pickle. just Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Listen... Like the whole point of y'all, I started listening when he told when he texted me, told me to listen, and I was listening when you guys were talking about the tales from the hood too. I'm the one who told Ben to watch that movie because <laughs> I couldn't believe like what was that that I was watching. the The fact the fact was, dude was not asking the the character that was playing. Not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall weather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Until to help him, um, he's actually going against it. The whole point that Ace, I think that's her name, that AC, he made, AC, AC, when he said that he what? had a choice and they didn't die for the choice uh, of him for him to have a choice, but they died for him to do what's right. On point, well, you ho- nailed it. Wait, lady, hey, ho- finish, hold on, we we gonna we gonna we gonna hold on, hold on, we gonna do this. Uh, oh, he oh he hung up. Okay, go go ahead, lady. Go ahead, finish. No, so what I'm saying was, I was like, I, I was taking you the whole time because, I mean, you guys have gotten so far further in conversation, it's just too much to backtrack. But my whole point that I wanted to say was, when it comes to the rape situation and and not being, you know, being able to believe people and things like that, and I'm with, uh, I think it's Pickles. <laughs> he was on point. Like it's hard to believe. 
sometimes being a woman who has been in that situation where assault has been granted on me. No, I didn't say anything. Why? Because I was in a position where I didn't feel like anyone would believe me because number one, he was my boss, hmm. a superior to me. And then number two, he used the date rape drug. How, how, the, how the hell could I ever prove that? The only way that I would have ended up having proof it was the result in my pregnancy. Right? So mm-hmm. then now I can now I would have had something to come back. Look, but then even then it still would have been a battle. Right. right? They would have said it was consensual. Interaction. Right. Because people were like, Well, no, that he she works with him and da 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 and we don't know and you right. know what I'm saying? So the fact that that whole Kav- Kavanaugh thing that played out like a circus on TV to mm-hmm. me was nothing more than political hype to remove us from an agenda that was taking place behind the scenes. I don't think people realize how many bills and policies were underhandedly being Mm -hmm. passed and slid through in Congress where folks are our governors and people who are already in position just been signing their life away on stuff. Mm -hmm. Right? So I just figured out today in my own city, our our person, Dr. Shirley Weber, Governor Jerry Brown just signed 13 of her things to pass forward, to move forward, you know, with the bill so that it can pass forward, which is amazing, which is good. But think about them other states where their people, the odds may not be in favorable of minorities or people of, you, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, we focus on, people get so hung up on the small things that we never look at the whole bigger picture overall. And that's how we get caught up in these tabloids and reality shows and really the stuff that don't even matter. So it, I takes, agree. it takes a person to have to be very intellectual to actually do the research, go on a little journalist mode, look behind the scenes and figure that stuff out. And that's what led me into the whole Kanye thing. I hear where you was coming from, baby girl, but... I think it was a strategic move. And to say that Kim, I, I was trying to find my text that I said being ready when you said it. No, we have a sense of entitlement when it comes to these celebrities and people who make more money than the average. We feel like we're entitled to know their every move, their every step, who they in front of and who they're not in front of. When you say that, you know, when Kanye's going on these rants and things, where is Kim in there? Why would Kim present herself before the masses of maids when she can be behind the scenes with the president. She don't feel like it's important enough to come where the TMZ and the shade rooms and all that to, I'm here to support my man. And nah, she getting at the people that she know can make an influence and that can combat her at the bank. She don't care about you, me, and the average Joe Blow that own a restaurant or a store. or She don't care about that. But we seem to be the ones that's so upset, so high strung on why we don't see them. Why is it, why are they leaving our men behind? And I don't care nothing about that. The bottom line is, is the job getting done? Not to say I'm a Trump supporter, because I'm not. Is the job getting done? Are things going to be changed? Kanye was able to accomplish something that Prince had been trying to accomplish for a very long time in the music industry. How was that? Mm-hmm. Nobody can answer that. Everybody, ooh, Kanye doing something. I said, do y'all realize well, that's what Prince was fighting for mm-hmm. for all those years? 
Mm-hmm. That's because Kanye was willing to go sit down and have that conversation. Yep. With Boom. With, with him. What president was like? I'll bring Prince here or the artist formerly known, and let me really hear his point of view and why this music thing is so important about music writers and producers and things like that getting their proper royalty. Exactly. And not having to squander their lives away so that other people can get rich and stay rich in the industry while rappers make them millions, millions of dollars just to look good in a video. But everybody now he's still out here cool. Make us and, and the thing is about the make America great again. He he keeps reiterating. It's not about making America great again. I just want to make America great. But we don't hear that. It's the same like people get on Kaepernick. It's not about the, you know, we keep reiterating. It's not about the flag. He never said it was nothing about the flag. But that's what they're going to spew because it takes away from what the real instance of he's saying. No, it's about the injustice that's being done to black males in America at the hands of police brutality. So the same way we do it, the same way they do it is the same way we do it to our own. I don't think that Kanye is on a, a spiel about he want to make America great again and he on this whole Trump is my friend and that. I think that man is strategically using his quirkiness, slight mental illness <laughs> to accomplish the end goal. And part of it is not because Kanye really just wants to do it because he's Kanye. You have two narcissistic men who are collaborating to to accomplish their own end goal. Mm -hmm. Trump wants to be that president that everybody likes, and look what I did for everybody. Kanye wants to be that man to say, look what I did for myself. Mm. And it just so happens that we're benefiting off of it, or those who are in that position or same line of framework is that man will benefit from it. That's all I want to say. (laughs) I appreciate uh, everything that you had to say. it's good. It's good to have uh, female callers in, at, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think I think I think a lot of a lot of more stuff would get done. Uh, I, I was talking to my boy about how, like, how Jay Z stopped um, Meek Mill from going to sit down and uh, talk with uh, uh, Trump about prison reform as well, because Jay Z uh, Meek Mill is under Jay Z's management. So mm-hmm. there's a bunch of people, uh, or black people, I should say, that can go sit down with this guy, but they won't because they'll end up being called a coon or whatever the case. And st- all you got to do is have a conversation. I know uh, it's been it's been a thing where people say, well, it's just a front. It's the photo op. It's this and that. But we won't know. I rather I rather them go try and see what happened than them just saying the cop out is all. Oh, that's BS. It's, it's, it's just for the media. There ain't nothing going to happen. I mean, I still am not convinced that Kanye um, or that there's not some agenda as to why Kanye is being put in this position to have these conversations and kind of make a fool of himself in the perception of some people's eyes. I think it also goes in line with what she was saying earlier, too. Like part of the agenda is to distract people from the other stuff that's happening that they don't want to bring attention to, like even a lot Not of stuff that all. Trump is doing. Trump just just cut ties with another ally overseas, and people don't even realize the damage that's about to do. Like people don't even realize. It's like, wow. Hmm. Mm. The more allies he cuts, and the more that his narcissistic behavior gets in the way of just pretty much 
let stuff be cool, people don't realize if he has up to three countries that decide to cut ties and they decide to arise in war with America, we are done. Don't let Japan be like, oh yeah, we are we about that life too. We done. We absolutely done. I'm moving. I'm letting y'all know right now I'm on the boat. <laughs> where, where, where are you going? Water, look, if the water blow up, at least I'm look, I could swim. You know what I'm saying? But no, it's uh, people are not paying. And that's what I say. I tell my kids every day I work with youth and I and, and you know, they know what I do. I'm a counselor. My thing is you have to have a mind for yourself. You have to be able to think for yourself. And if it makes sense for you to you, and it's for you, don't let me persuade you. Don't let nobody else persuade you. Don't let nobody else tell you that you're wrong. Because I believe each individual has the tools and the gifts that they need implanted in them to succeed, whether it goes against the grain of what you like, he like, or she like. Mm. And if more people operate in individuality and stop trying to fit in with the crowd or I need to be in with the in circle, imagine what this world would be like if everybody stayed in their lane, operated in their gifts, and executed it with like so much excellence that can't nobody touch them. We have a bunch of millionaires running around here in the hood. Because that's where most of the inventors come from anyway. It wouldn't be but a hood anymore. We, they don't get that far. What'd you say? It wouldn't even be a hood anymore. No. In <laughs> that part. That part. You know how many shoe designs come out the hood? Clothes. All, all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Shoot. We, it, it's it's, uh, it's in, computer engineers coming out the hood. Absolutely. That part. Do you know what it's like for a for them to a school to call or tell a kid we're gonna call your counselor up here and your counselor walk in with some Jordans on and some jeans and a and a cut off sweatshirt <laughs> and I may put on a hat if I don't feel like combing my natural hair and they look at like are you the parent are you the no I'm the counselor you call what yes ma'am can we use this office. Like, they're not expecting that. And that's what I'm saying. You got to hit people where they're not expecting it. And I think the biggest problem, and I can say this because I am a black woman, the biggest problem that black people have is we talk too damn much. Mm. We got to show, we got to tell everybody everything, especially when it's something we feel ain't nobody else got a hold to. And when we talk, when broke people talk, people with money quietly listen. Because they're gathering all the information they need to go execute your dreams, your ideas, your values, your goals, your morals, your soul, your life, and bring it to fruition while you sitting back only to walk in the store to buy the same thing that you created in the first place. Mm -hmm. How stupid is that? Mm. How dumb is that? Well, hey. I've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen people create I've seen, something I, and somebody I, steal it. I've, I'm telling you right right now. I've, I've watched somebody, kid you not, I had an idea, right? Like, you know, I'm going to be a counselor. I kind of like, like I'm thinking about being a counselor like, like you are. Same dude, went to school, became a counselor, started saying the same stuff I'm saying. Huh. Took your whole, took oh, he, your whole. the whole stilo. The whole stilo. Everything I'm doing. Even I, I even train kids in a, like 4 in the morning. They show up before school. I train them because they want to go to the military and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. a bunch of kids goes like, you know, Marines and spec ops and stuff like that. And this guy, guess what he's doing now? 
He's working out with the soccer team at four in the morning. Everything Listen, I do, he does. Right? That shouldn't and, even shake you, oh. uh, Mr. Pickles. <laughs> that shouldn't even shake you. Let me tell you why. Because can't nobody do you better than you. I don't give a damn if five, six other people try to emulate me and, and go out and do how I do and vibe with the community and the kids and the adults like I do. I'm so confident in me because I am me. When you are who you are, can't nobody shake or break that. So I don't care if they emulate and try to copy because that's exactly what it is. People know real when it's stepped in front of their face. You don't have to memorize you. You are you. Other people who try to emulate you, they got to try to memorize and remember, well, how did he say he was going to do that? Well, what did he say he was going to do there? Oh, let me do it. And it's not going to be authentic. Mm-hmm. So you should, I wouldn't even sweat, old buddy. Oh, well, who gives a damn? Do you? Even if it almost looks exactly identical, because what will happen is your authentic self will stand out before any fraudulent person. Hmm. Always. Remember that. that. I receive that. I appreciate that. Well, lady, we appreciate Aww. you. Uh, we appreciate you calling all the way from Southeast. Yeah, a moment. You, you, you want to over here getting all teary eyed and shit. Oh, teary eyed. <laughs> Ow! Hey, hey, you teary eyed. She just hit me on with paper. Hey, hey you, you want to plug? You want to plug your situation you got going on down there? With uh, hey, look, every Saturday, three to four, Lady A Crown Conversations. I'm on Accelerated Radio, and this whole month, of October. I'm on the subject of rejection, rejection in family relationships, in the professional world, and even with friends. And it ain't got real. Um, people breaking down on my mics and everything, and I'm like, hold up, it ain't that kind of show. But yeah, <laughs> and, uh, get it out. <laughs> when, when when do the show uh, air? And what time? You Every know, what Saturday, day? What time? Three to four. Every Saturday. Every Saturday, three to four on Accelerated Radio iTunes. Freaker, tune in, Google, all that other stuff. What's the name of the show again? Crown Conversations. Crown Conversations. Crown Conversations. Crown Conversations. I always put the crown before the mic, meaning I'm always consciously aware of what I put into the atmosphere when I'm on my mic. Okay, well... Miss Lady, I appreciate you uh, calling in. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's always you. a pleasure to hear an intelligent lady uh, say something about you. And I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Lady A is truly a Southeast legend. If y'all familiar with South- you better stop. <laughs> Southeast San Diego listen, represent. Listen. Hey, that's funny. Well, I, pre- I appreciate you calling in. Hopefully you uh, keep listening. We got a. Uh, a little bit more before we get up out of here. But, yeah, thanks for All calling right. in. I keep listening. Y'all keep doing great work. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. All right. Mm. Bye-bye. Um, you know, it, it's funny that me sitting here, like, soaking up all this stuff. Like, you learn so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but. I'm a, this show has been this show is dope as fuck like this show been going great great and the way I sit and orchestrate this joint you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like our we we are AC is you know a, a wonderful call she she's she's a savage with it she's a savage I don't like her and and, and oh, whatever he loves me secretly and and to get and to, <laughs> to get the other pieces as far as pickles uh. It's funny calling you pickles, but <laughs> pause pickles and uh, Lavoisier, Lavoisier, and, and, and Lady Eight. No, 
Sour pickle. Don't don't bring up sour. Sour pickle lost his ride. No, that. Ooh, he tried it. Wait I'm a minute. It. Wait, I'm whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> y'all didn't Love catch y'all. that. We appreciate y'all for listening tonight. Uh, we up out. No, no, we we still got a little bit left. No, and Lady A came through, and um, you know, definitely that was a nice close to the conversation. And you know, I'm I'm one of those people. Look. I love when people challenge me to think in a different way. I know that my thoughts may be totally outlandish at times. And I know sometimes it may come off as if I'm defending fuckery because sometimes I do, but I like to be challenged. Everything that everyone has said tonight, um, pickles, Lavoisier and lady a, um, I appreciate all that. Cause like you said, it's, uh, it gives me something to take back and reflect on. Um, and that's what the whole purpose of this is. It's like, it's not for everybody to agree. It's just a platform to express different perspectives so that people can think for themselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, we ain't took, we ain't took no break. You know what I'm saying? Like this show has been that great. We usually take a a break. Well, we ain't had no reason to take a break. Ain't no (laughs) drink. Ain't nobody got to use. Ain't nothing. Hookah like nothing. But, um, you know, uh, you know, it, a conversation is always to be had about anything. You can sit and have a conversation and you can have a certain view and you sit down and you might see a side, a side of something. And that's what the whole point of that. I think people should just try to have a conversation with your boy Trump, even though Trump be on. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local Geico agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a Geico agent near you visit geico.com slash local there's never been a better time to switch to spectrum mobile you could save hundreds of dollars on your mobile bill plus there are no added taxes hidden fees and no contracts all on the most reliable service click to try the spectrum mobile savings calculator in three easy steps you'll see how much you could save with spectrum mobile visit spectrummobile.com slash save today Spectrum internet required. Savings may vary. Restrictions apply. Visit spectrummobile.com slash save for details. Trump is on, on the bullshit. You still have to try and have a conversation. You rather him. I, well, I know, I know you talked about, uh, you talked about black people should do their own thing and like amongst each other. But I, I feel like if it was going to happen, it would have happened already. I don't know. I mean, I already said how I feel about that. So it's like, I don't want to keep, rehashing but i personally am not having conversations with my oppressors it's no purpose like i don't there's nothing we need to discuss i already know what your agenda is i know what mine is um history has shown that we're not gonna come to a common ground through conversation um we have to sometimes do shit to get people's attention and make them do shit differently that's my perspective on that. most definitely um I think I think we we about to have a uh, one more caller in before, we, that, before we get up out of here. Though. Oh my god! Yeah, I bet it is still fuck me. <laughs> this nigga pulling the uh, what's fuck that? me real good. Oh shut up! Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna get a horn for that? <laughs> well, hey, are we gonna touch on uh, Rihanna with this whole not want to do the halftime shit? Because I think that that is totally dope. Mm. Although I'm 
saddened that she's not going to be on halftime. But hey, right, here, hey. We, here we go. This is the last call for the night. Last call. Seriously, not another podcast. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I have to tell already. Okay, uh, you, uh, you going to say who you are, sir? It doesn't matter. It's, uh, it, it doesn't uh, matter. Okay, go, go ahead and speak. You never just called. I've been over waiting quite a while to say something, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what, what? Uh, the, the fellas know me. I, I had a chance to meet you, but the fellas know me. Oh, tickling uh, being ready yet. You know. Okay. Uh, go ahead. What, what, uh, what you got? What you got? Well, actually, uh, I want to touch on your topic of, I'm, okay, I, I got a question. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm. Are you on an Obama phone? No, no, it's a Trump phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> no wonder that shit is fucked up. Okay. As long as we've established Ooh. that part. Hey, you know that was funny, Bill. Hey, I, I'm glad you said that. Okay, noted. What's happening? <laughs> no, I was, I was going to ask. I got one question. I want to ask: What do you think the resolution is for all the stuff you guys were talking about? What What do you guys think could bring the black community together? What do you think is lacking in the black community that mm. can change it? I can tell you. you know, right what now. Change because we all know what the problem is. What's the resolution? You want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. I think one of the resolutions we have to take education seriously. Absolutely. And like what education you you actually expand, and people are there's been studies that the more information you feed your brain, the smarter you get. And uh, there's there's studies about that where the people can give you information and give you exposed to stuff, and your brain actually changes to that. It's called brain brain elasticity. So the problem is we've been taught to devalue education, mm-hmm. and our education. I'm gonna say this right now, our education system is fucked up. Oh yeah. All right, and and and. The problem with, with the educational system is all the all the other kids who actually get to a, a real education goes to private school. Mm-hmm. That's what that happens with apartheid. When they move those into public schools, whites, which call elite whites, start moving the kids out of public schools. And they move them to private schools. I have a I have a kid who's doing actually doing geometry too and going to trig at eleven. Mm. Because I'm paying over six hundred dollars a month for him to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, if he would have been in public school, which I work, I work at a public school. Um, I work at a public school. He still would have been learning like fractions and shit like that. And that's 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 the problem. We everybody comes in this country. They value education. They make sure like you you, you look at Asians, Indians. You better have fucking straight A's or they're gonna fuck fuck you up. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. You know, that's the fastest way to pull yourself a political up, up, up the pull, what I like to call the political ladder. The fastest way to change your people is to get them all educated. How many educated black men do you know? How many mm-hmm. guys with PhDs do you know? Let me. Can I counter that? And I'm so glad that you framed it that way, because that actually ties perfectly into what my response is. It's to this gentleman's uh, question. Starting with what um, Mr. Pickle said. I don't, I'm not convinced that black people have been taught to devalue education. What I am convinced of is that black people have been provided with shitty educations 
And part of that has been systematic through, you know, um, integration uh, and by default us getting like, you know, semi-segregated into neighborhoods where now we only have the option to go to the shitty schools and the funding is not the same as it is in some of the more predominant neighborhoods. And um, I'm not convinced that black people um, selected to devalue education, but at the end of the day, the people who are put in those schools aren't passionate about teaching our kids. So they're not given the same opportunity and the same education as some of the other people. And in addition to that, when you were talking about like us having to go to private schools to get higher education, um, this is one of the reasons why I don't know that integration was the best thing for black people, because I think if we had segregated schools where they were black owned schools uh, by people who are passionate about education, I know for a fact that those schools can be great schools because my daughter goes to one of them. She goes to a school that's owned and ran by a black person. It has a nine out of 10 on greatschools.org. I know that there's a school in Harlem that's uh, owned and run by the black guy Canada or whatever. Um, history has shown that, you know, when black people in position of powers uh, invest in their own communities, change can happen. So I'm not necessarily going to go as far as to say that I think we should segregate ourselves again, but I do think that black people should be um, empowered to, you know, invest in their communities in ways where now we have um, people who have the best interests of black people in positions of power, elected officials and all that. And I think that that's something that hasn't always happened because, you know, our communities have been ran by people who don't even represent the community. I agree with that, but also just flip ties flip side to that because that makes us a target if you if you study black wall street and what they did to black wall street we study like all of our leaders and when they did to our leaders now they assassinate them that makes us a target we also we also we, we need that but also we need regulation and a generalization but we can regulate ourselves yeah what, what, I'm, what i'm saying is we don't need uh you know bushano or whatever his name mm-hmm. is bushiano to come in to watch and govern a neighborhood that he doesn't even live in well, you know we need people who represent oh. we need people who represent those neighborhoods to be in positions of power who can actually represent the people that live there. Okay, can I, can I say something? Sure. Y'all took my topic and just ran off with it. All right, I'm back. Now, what I wanna say is when you guys say the education, I agree, but that's a problem right now is when y'all were talking about hip hop early and everything. They've pushed the hip-hop to the forefront as the way to make it out of the ghetto versus when, when in my generation grew up, you had other dreams and achievements of getting out of the ghetto and becoming something. You know, I don't even hear sports as much as I used to. It's like everything's hip-hop now. Mm. This is the, only, the only avenue they give you is this one way. Okay. Do y'all agree? Yeah. Um, I I don't know that, that I would say that, and I'm not sure why you feel that that's what you hear. Cause I actually, I mean, I guess it's all about who you surround yourself with too. Cause I know a lot of people who go to school and they're getting higher education cause they recognize that, you know, if you ain't got signed by 25 or 27, chances are your eyes are slimmer. So even if you thought that that was the route you were going at some point, you got to come with that plan B, which may entail you going back to school, getting, um, you know, specialized in some field and then, you know, get making a career out of that. So They're going back to trapping. That's you're, speaking of, you're speaking more in the, as an individual um, perspective. 
but I'm just saying on a wide scale as far as like uh, I, I, overall, I'm not I'm not going to subscribe to the fact that all or most black people aspire to be hip hop artists. I actually think that that's what they want us to think, though, because I know a lot of people who actually value education and a lot of people who, you know, even people who may not even have a history of education being valued in their households, but even on a smaller level, going to school to be a CNA or whatever the case may be, phlebotomy. I see a lot of black people trying to put themselves in certain positions. I really do on a small and high scale. But you talking about in your daily walk of life, you see this, right? Just you personally, right? I, I'm saying, well, I can only speak as to what I'm around because naturally I'm in one location. But okay, if okay. you're going off okay. of what you see on TV, then, yeah, you're going to see hip-hop and entertainment like we are talking about earlier. But if you're talking about what I think my perception is of what black people aspire to be, I can't say that it's just all hip-hop because I think that a lot of black people now are starting to realize that education is important. And I think that it's being under advertise how many black people are now getting educations. There's probably more black people with higher degrees now than ever before. But in the right fields, that's the problem. And see, that, that's my point is, see, you went a little bit further to really find out the underlying part of that, but as far as the forefront of it, what they're putting out in front of everybody is the hip-hop agenda. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's true. But you would, you went a little further, and you actually know people as hands-on, really, pursuing education. Mm-hmm. I, I think that we need to get more intelligent, so people to use your mind more than just this little avenue to take, where they feature this little cash, and it just looks, it, it's just horrible. The outcome is horrible. I just don't like it. I see people, I'm in the music, I'm, I'm a producer, I'm a, and I just, I, I mean, you, you see more people, you particularly see more people pursuing education than I do on a daily walk. Mm-hmm. And then when I look on a big platform, they're putting the hip-hop thing out there as this is the way. I, 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 I'd rather see people really using their minds more than, than taking that route. You see what I'm saying? I agree with you completely. But, but we, I- we had someone on the show a while ago who remained nameless who was passionate about his career, and I challenged him that way and asked him, okay, well, what are you going to do if this doesn't work out? And there was no other option. He was like, this is going to work out. So I totally agree yeah. with you. What do you say? This, this or die, right? If this don't work out, I mean, I mean, but damn near. But look at this, though. <laughs> the niggas is going to have hope because all the educated people are big supporters of this of this music and hip hop. When they get off Probably. of work on Fridays and Saturdays, they're hitting the club and listening to this music yeah. on their way to work. So there's. So absolutely, you still have people that's going to um, uh, ha- have confidence in, in in keep pushing it because it, it's an easy way. It's an easy way out. It's like a lottery ticket: music, basketball, acting. That's the easy lottery ticket. That's easy, you know that. that. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that. That's what I started off with. Acting ain't as big as the rap shit and the uh, the sports. I don't even see guys achieving sports like they did when I was coming up. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be that certain. You know, special star of a team, they don't care about that shit no more. I like think they part of it has to do with the fact that there's this perception in hip hop that you can be self made. 
Whereas, like, yeah, you, in the you, sports industry, you're still relying upon a recruiter or someone to recognize your talent and give you opportunity. Or even in acting, you're relying on a production agency to see you and give you opportunity. But in hip-hop, we see a lot of uh, people who portrayed themselves in a way like, look, I was selling the mixtapes out the back of the trunk of my car, and I made it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm self-made. And that, that's so a, that's, that's going to make people feel empowered, you know? That's a scheme. I mean, I'm going to tell you why. Like, I'm going to tell you why, because I, I, I dealt with the industry. And... Yeah, what's up? Let me say this right quick. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Have you heard that you saying that hard work beats talent? Have you heard that? Yeah. Yeah. That's a new perspective that they're giving. You don't need talent anymore. Just be relevant. Just keep putting yourself out there. You don't have to really be doing anything. Then that you people keep seeing you or be heard, and then that outbeats a real talent. And that's what they're giving them. That's, that's what they're paying for now. Can you hear me? Yeah, I did. Oh, you're, you're 200% right. Because I'm going to tell you something. That this is what people want you to think. Work hard, right? Work, work really hard. They tell you this. I'm going to tell you, because I, I got some mentors who are actually lead, lead dudes and they're actually alpha lead my guys like you're telling you about, mm-hmm. right? And they got this whole way of thinking that's totally alien to what we think. They say, you know what? We want y'all to think, fucking work hard. And this is a true story. I want my, I want my employees to think, fucking work hard because as long as you work hard, you'll be a fucking slave to everybody else. Nobody's going to teach you to work, work fucking smart. Mm-hmm. And it's like work smarter, not harder. That's I mean, exactly. but it's like the rich dad, poor dad concept. I mean, like the the poor dad is going to tell their child, oh, you know, go to school, work hard, get you a good old county job, and you'll be set for life. Whereas the rich dad is going to say, look, um, get yourself a, a talent that mm-hmm. you can sell and create a business out of it. But that's exposure. And, and it's a different mindset as a whole. Like when we do you realize that systematically we've been taught to like even earlier, you Mm -hmm. said that you think value in education is what's going to change the black Mm -hmm. community. There are some people that will argue that maybe education is not necessary to change communities. I'm not saying I feel that way, but I'm just bringing up the point to say that some people may feel that maybe it's about ownership and, you know, actually being your own boss that may, change communities because then we now have ownership in something i hate the word boss that's what i teach my kid is is to not train your brain to become an employee Mm -hmm. train your brain from a boss when you come out the out the house off the porch come out with the perspective of being a boss and owning shit don't come out with the i'm going to join the workforce and be an employee now i'm not saying don't get a job but i'm saying long term don't let that be the end of your life. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, now, what? Why, why you had a problem with with the word boss? Well, I'm telling you why. Because and, and I, I spoke to uh, V earlier about the code words. You know, it's a nice executive neighborhood when they're selling houses. I mean, it's mostly white. When you when you when you see certain white, uh, and I'm, I'm not saying just whites, but just white culture. Um, when you see like these males, they'll go to you and say, "What's up, boss? How you doing, boss?" Right? Mm-hmm. And it's code word for black. They'll see everybody else. Hey, yeah, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? And all this other stuff. But when they see the black dude, it's what's up, boss? Mm-hmm. Hey, boss, how you doing? And I've, I even seen Hispanics do that. They don't do that with each other. They never call each other boss, but they call blacks boss. And it's almost like a tongue and tongue and cheek joke that oh, you think you're in charge and you're not. And that's that's what I'm saying. It's the educational part. People understand this when you teach your kids to 
the parents would teach with the tools that they're given. And your tools might be limited because you, you don't have an education and you come from a certain world yeah. of life. Hey, I'll blow my nose, but <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, you no, come no, from a certain world. Hey, no, no. Okay, now, I, girl, I got so much to say. Okay, remember when you said, I, I come from private school. Mm-hmm. And at the time of going to private school versus public school, I didn't know the, I didn't really see the difference. You know, like when my peers growing up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now looking back, blase, blase, years later, how old I am, um, I can look back and I say, yeah, I, I do see a difference in my learning, the intake of the information, and the way I process it out. Mm-hmm. But my peers who went to public school, I'm not saying that they're bad, you know, no bad people or nothing like that, but um, I, I never, I never really with the public school to know the difference, to differentiate mm-hmm. public and private or the, the concern for the student. And I'm quite sure that in private school, the teachers must have a lot more concern for the students well, versus public. I, I, I went to both. Uh, I, grew, I grew up uh, elementary. I went to uh, private school. And then I think seventh, my set, from seventh and on up, I went to public. And the difference is, they're more well. The ones, I, the one I went to, it was more smaller. It's more smaller, and everything, you know. Uh, some of them, some people came from. Well, a lot of them there came from families with with money, had better upbringings than in the hood. You know, they was they all came from good neighborhoods, even though they it was still the hood, but they came from like different families. Not to say that well, they household. Yeah, it, it was a it was a whole different thing. Now you get to public school. Public school was just like Royal Rumble. Everybody's fucking <laughs> everywhere. You know, it's niggas fighting. It wasn't when I was in private school. It was like a fight like twice a year. In in public school, niggas is fighting damn near every week, if not every week. Every hey, day. Hey, when you said that, I just thought of something. I just thought of this. Y'all might not even pay attention to it, but I always look at the background. Every time, every time they make a movie about a bad school, it ain't never been a, a private school, really. Most of the time, it's a school. <laughs> can I? Can I offer? Uh, what you go ahead? No, I I want to offer a perspective, even on a broader level, coming from someone who's been in both private school, private school predominantly, public school for one year, but then I even go further than that, working in the private sector versus working in the public sector. Mm-hmm. And I think just, I can't really generalize, but I will and say almost always, anytime you have a private institution, there's going to be a higher stakes and higher level of dedication from the staff because you're dealing with at-will employment versus a public institution where, you know, their job is a little bit more protected. There's less, uh, less, uh, governance in some ways because you have unions and stuff in mm-hmm. place that are going to protect the employees. So therefore management is not going to be as motivated to impose certain, um, you know, negative action on them if they're not performing at a certain level. Whereas in the private sector, you could get terminated. My point to say that is just that I think in almost any area that you compare, the private is going to produce better quality than the public. And yeah, it's sad to yeah. say, but it's just facts, you know. Yeah, our our books wasn't tore up, <laughs> bathrooms wasn't crazy, the food the food was great. Like it, mm-hmm. it was a better 
quality of school. It, it's just like that. Schools wasn't dirty, toe up. You know, uh, wasn't no tagging in there like how public school. Well, that's and that's the, where apartheid went. It's the same thing as far as like when you think about a corporation. Like mm-hmm. when you have a private corporation, you have stakeholders who are <laughs> investing in this institution because they want to see it succeed. Whereas the public sector, that shit is just based on government funding. So there's really not as much at stake as it is when you have actual people with right. an agenda investing in something and that's that's what's going on because it's actually the, the stakeholders are the taxpayers the thing is you we, we becoming a highly educated babysitters in the public sector especially in schooling and you know, i worked in, i worked in private sector i worked in corporate office you know um i worked in i work in the public sector now mm-hmm. and yeah it's just the same exactly what she ac and i hate to agree with you I know Which you I hate do. To, I, I hate to fucking you. agree with you. Yes, it does. I'm going to tell you this, but uh, <laughs> I've seen both of them, and it, she's 200% right. I just thought of something else. Hold on, Pickles. I got another question for you. <laughs> right? I might not be right, but I'm going to say that you said you're pregnant from wrong. All the school shootings, right? Mm-hmm. Any private schools in shot? No. Not can i can i tell you why being from both institutions public schools tend to stay open as far as like access to the building whereas private schools like once they you know once it's cut off time like okay everybody's supposed to be here by eight they're shutting that shit down like it's almost impossible to ditch like i didn't have the privilege to even try to fucking ditch like i feel like my childhood was fucking deprived like (laughs) all my friends who went to public school talked about all the times they ditched and went and smoked weed behind the school i didn't have the opportunity to do that because it's like once you in you're in and once school is out even then it's like the public bus is right in front of the private school. I didn't have to go walk down the street to go to the bus stop with all the common folk. Like, that shit picked us up right there. So right. there was less opportunity for us to even get ourselves in bullshit, and also there's less opportunity for bullshit to come to us, you know? Right. Because they, they, have, they, have, they have better architecture. Um, they can pick the buildings. They can pick the security. They don't have to worry about all the unions and all this other stuff. Right. That's a really good point. You know what I'm saying? We were to call it this. That's a really, really good point. You know what I'm saying? So that's, you know, you don't see shootings. You don't see none of that stuff because, I mean, it might happen, but it's not on the scale of a public. Yeah, a majority, yeah, a majority of school shootings are happening at public schools. I, I will also even argue that part of the reason, too, is because everything we're talking about, since there's less uh, governance in regards to, you know, security and things like that too there's more opportunities for bullying and things like that to happen in public schools where people are prompted to want to do some uh active shooter type situation versus in a private setting like you bully somebody your ass is going to detention on site you Mm -hmm. know like there wasn't even as much opportunity for certain things to happen in that setting as there was in public school like it's almost like bullying is just a, a a absolute common thing in a public setting whereas in private school it's like we all family like Mm -hmm. we legit family not kanye family but like we really family like Mm -hmm. we may talk shit but at the end of the day we didn't been in school since kindergarten eighth grade like Mm -hmm. you know so i don't know i just feel like it's a totally different um environment but i appreciate these questions because it's very thought-provoking um questions but why won't you share your name with us pickles I know you, nigga. I'm talking about this person oh. on the microphone. 
He said pickles. You pickles too. Which pickle are you? Oh, yeah. you the butter pickle, the sour pickle. Y'all, y'all tangling pickles. Uh uh-uh. uh. Pickle gang. That's dill pickle right there. <laughs> this is dill pickle. Okay. Uh, I'll go, I'll go by AC. What's your name? JC? What's it? AC. What's up with y'all not knowing my name tonight? AC. Okay. It's AC, right? AC. What's that stand for? I'm AC. I'm AC. Why <laughs> you look at me? She looked at me. <laughs> because. What's, what's the first one? You don't give your whole government on the, on the radio Yo, show. Yo, she looked at me. <laughs> what type of name do you have? What? What's, up, what's your first name? My first name is Amber. Wow, you got a white name. I don't it's, have a white name. I have a great a name. name. What, well, Make well, names great again. Well, uh, Kimberly. <laughs> Make names great again. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> what did you say your name was? Uh, Ill Pickle? What did you say, Ill Pickle? Yeah. Hey, I have a question. I told Ray, I said, man, if you ever want some topics, I've got a load of them that would really be interesting for the show. And I told so you, I told you, you send it. We need to come up with an email for the show so they can send them in. I... I'll say it. I'll say it in here. You, you can send them in. You can call in if you call in and, and talk to us. We're trying to get the callers more. Uh, this has been the most crowd participation in a long time. I love this. Hold on. Let me get. Let me get. Let me get. Yeah. yeah. How many callers we had? We had about four or five. It, it, it was a uh, Dolly, <laughs> Dolly, Boss, Lady I'm a, A. I'm an alumni. I'm an alumni too. This podcast right here. That's who I am. You, 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 <laughs> mo- you most definitely. He says oh, he's yeah. an alumni. You, <laughs> hey, 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 you remember? Hey, you remember the, your famous quote? Your famous quote? Did she say dick? Did he say dick? Oh, this is pull up. Is that uh, who this no, is? No, no, no. Who is this? It's not pull up. Hey, hey, you, you remember your, you remember your famous line on, on, on the old podcast? Pull up where you at? No, what I say? Is that a dick? Did he say dick? <laughs> it, it, you, <laughs> is that a dick? Did he say dick? Yeah. What? I'm sorry. Did he say dick? Did he say dick? Oh, you talking about on one of the episodes? It, it, it was on. It was on uh, the Chop and Applesauce show. Oh, okay. And something happened, and and we was all sitting there doing the show, and somebody said something to him about yeah, some asshole said. Yeah. Some 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 asshole. Uh, Said something about a dick like under his breath, and then he was like, he was in the background. He said, "What? Did he say dick? Is that a dick?" Man, it, it was wow. hilarious. Yeah, it was hilarious. I, I'm, I'm gonna play. It. I'm so gonna play it for you. That's a classic quote, huh? That, that's that, on, on. what you found out. Oh, okay. Right? I, he said, "I didn't say shit about dick." I, I, look, even pull, even pull up in the message board said, "Did he say? Did he say is that a dick?" <laughs> what? The under the breath shit. I was talking about him, right? No, I, I know. It was, um, it was some asshole. <laughs> That's it. We got a, hey, a, uh, 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 steel pickle. Uh, yeah, steel pickle. I like that. It's steel pickle. That's what he said. It's steel pickle. Uh, we appreciate you. And like I said, you know, you call in, you can send the, uh, you can text the, uh, the uh, topics you call in. It's probably better if you. It's probably better if you call in. You know what I'm saying? You know, you might want to start your own podcast. We appreciate you calling in, bro. I'm a supporter. I, I, I don't want to make my own podcast. I want to. I want to make this one better. 
Oh, okay. Make podcast great again. Okay. <laughs> he wants I, to make I appreciate that, man. You have a good night, man. And uh, yes. uh, uh, they're going crazy in the, in the message board. I just want to say something real quick because Young Dolly said that the callers then went so hard in the paint like the people in the boys didn't get no shine tonight. Hey, that, that's true. And right? that is true. But Dolly, you are a caller. So what do you mean? Yeah, you got nigga. your shine. You know what I'm saying? Right now, everybody talking about how uh, the caller talking about is that a dick? Everybody laughing in the message right. board right now. And pull up is back to fucking AC hating as usual. Pull up. Where you at, man? Call in. Pull up. Man. What'd you say? What's up with y'all two? What are you talking about? You and pull up, man. What's well, up right, with people, this? We, we appreciate you calling in, bro. And I appreciate you listening I to the show. Crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, we about to get out of here. We at two twenty nine. Oh. We got we out of here yes. at two thirty. All right, for sure. All right, mate. Uh, yeah, that hey, that that's real shit, Dolly. You shut up, pull up. I'm so tired of his shit. That's real shit, Dolly. I ain't, I ain't. I told him I was gonna read some of the stuff, but shit, I done forgot. And Lady A came on and started dropping gems, and we have not been. But y'all be, y'all been keeping each other company though. Ooh, you tried it. They have everybody. They've been there, everybody been there talking to each other. LL Trump got everybody wanting to make everything great again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh he does. shit. He, he made that great again shit great. I wanted Dolly to talk about when he was on the phone how he was a he's a registered Republican. What? Yeah, me too. But but we uh, know you are a Republican. A registered Republican, but don't fuck with Trump. That's that's crazy. Not really, because okay. I mean it's like a lot of Democrats who didn't fuck with Hillary. Yeah. I mean that Thanks. that I'm actually second generation Republican, dude. Real real talk. You a whole different entity. Yeah, I know. When I know. you I'm listen unique. back to this show later, you are yeah. gonna realize every time someone asks a question, you start out with, "I used to do this." And yeah, I did. I, I, I used I to lot, do that. I have a lot of. I have a lot of life experience. I used to do that. I promise you that. What is your specialty? My specialty. Yeah. It's being me. Oh whatever. He like the Jamaican who they had a million jobs. No real talk. I'd, I'd have been law enforcement. I still work in a law enforcement capacity right now. You know, I worked in corporate office. I done. I done the music back yeah. in the day. He can. Yeah, yeah I'm dead serious. Yeah, mm. I really, really. Most definitely. Was oh my it. God! Another caller. Pull up. Seriously, not another podcast. Uh, hello. What's up, young nigga? Pull oh. up. What's up? Pull up. What's good, nigga? You are so excited. <laughs> Is this your nigga or something? <laughs> really? Yeah, really. Hey, He's up like, pull up. Yes. What's up, bitch? Well, honey, that's your nigga. No, this is not my nigga. My nigga don't pull up. Yeah, that's the type of dude you mess with anyway. (laughs) I don't mess with niggas that sound like that. You on vacation. Oh, so in other words, you was in jail. (laughs) I was put away for a little bit. AC, you like that shit, don't you? No, I don't. You sound like a fucking child predator or something. He sound like he's on Megan's Law. I'm your type of nigga. No, sir, you're not. You're fucking weird. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a two-time loser. That's the type of niggas you like. I'm wow. glad you yeah, think so that. Hey, she, she does. She like that. She like niggas. Like, really. I do like niggas. No, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about like dirty you, khaki you, niggas. You think I like dirty khaki niggas? I don't even deal with niggas who wear khakis. Dudes what do you still mean? wear cornrows. You know what I'm talking about? She right down your alley. Pull up. 
right down my alley. I'm sorry, I don't date niggas who have blonde hair. So sorry. Wait, wait, blonde hair. <laughs> you don't know what color your boyfriend hair is, nigga. You better pull up on your nigga and know what his hair look like. You gotta shut the fuck up on that shit, dude. All right. So you don't know what your nigga hair look like. Nigga, what color is your hair? You need to pull up then. What color is your hair, huh? Oh, but I'm a woman. I'm a bit of a woman. This bitch off. We about to cut this bitch off. <laughs> Hang up the phone. Hey, well, man, I, I enjoyed the show. The little bit I did catch. You're hey, fucking y'all weird. It, y'all keep it 100. God damn it. I can't stand him. I'll, 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 I don't even fucking know, you know him and I don't know, like him. You know you love me. I don't love you. She does. She likes At that. all. She likes that. Like, ew. Hey, but um, y'all, y'all keep it 100. He sound like he's taking the shit, and I don't appreciate that you're calling the podcast <laughs> while you fucking straining, bro. Hey, hey, you better hey, rock that shit out. Hey. Just rock it out, bro. Like, sometimes you just got to rock for a while. Drink a little water. It just rock. Hey, hey pull up. Hey, Jake, what's up, nigga? Hey, man. Uh, kid, they got jokes. Your balls are in the toilet as we speak. <laughs> That shit is disgusting. It, you know, you know, I can't you deal know, with it. You know how they hang, right? Yeah, real low. <laughs> yeah, real low, bitch. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, <all> right. <laughs> well, pull up. We appreciate you calling in. Oh, right. I'll see you next time. Take it easy, man. All right. Uh, he said, "Take it easy, man." Like take a shit. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Where do you find these fucking people, dude? Oh, All your man. friends are weird. I, I, I can't believe you got on my hair, man. Throw my hair. I had to. Right. I know you're going for that Odell Beckham issue, but you don't have the this swag shit. of Odell Beckham. You can't do that. Nah, he got me. Uh, yeah, right. You can't try to look like Odell, but have the mentality of Trump. What is that? What makes you think I got mentality of Trump? I've been listening to you this whole night. I'm just alpha. That's all it is. I'm alpha as fuck. Alpha? Yeah. No. You're Omega. No, you're not. You're not used to that. I get it. I am used to no, this. Well, um, you know what? Like, really? Yeah, I get it. You know, really? You know, I to appreciate everybody calling in tonight and uh, everybody listening. Uh, Where do you find these fucking people, man? Why well, sound so loud? Why nice, nice so you want to talk. Um, shout out to uh, Young Dolly for calling in. Shout out to Lavoisier. If anybody want to follow Lavoisier, you can follow him on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Lavoisier Cornerstone, everything else is um, Grow the Heck Up. Also, you can follow his growtheheckup.com. Pretty dope. Interesting dude. If y'all, I know y'all can tell by him call, uh, talking while he was in or on the phone. Uh, shout out to Lady A. Excuse me. Crown Conversations. Uh, Saturdays, 3 to 4 on uh, Spreaker. Uh, also in... Um, yeah, man. You the oh, king oh. of the us. Oh, God shout out. Damn. Yeah, because I. Uh, y'all, shout out to. <laughs> shout out. Uh, what, what did he say his name was? Steel Pickles. Shout uh, out to Steel Pickle for calling in. Is that a dick? That's a bitch pickle. Look, these motherfuckers going crazy here. Look. Finishing with a bang. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I it, it was going fine. And he then, said he had to pull up, but did you pull out, though? Oh, on that note. We up out of here.
not to be dramatic, but I'm obsessed with how much I just saved at Kohl's. I got 25% off Nike clothes for the kids, the cutest $39.99 flex hoodie for me, and got great Columbia gear for all our outdoor adventures. Did I mention the extra 20% off and the Kohl's cash I got? So yeah, not sure what I love more, fall deals or fall leather. Select styles, 20% offer ends October 3rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. 